I would have preferred. Oh, you know what I saw? My mom was watching the show about, I guess, these arranged Indian marriages and whatnot. Yes. Yo, the girl, her grandfather was from Guyana. And apparently, Indians be in Guyana, John. This was news to me. Why do you think I look like this? I don't know, John. I don't really know. Don't, like you were like John. You're literally the, the. You're like what's her name? Mystique. So not Ebony, but the one from uh, <laughs> the one the one from X Men. If you know the, the view- reference, then you're just as sick as me. <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, John. Yes, going back to what I preached, you said, yeah, you're like Mystique, bro. Like, like I be telling you. On any given day, you could be like five different nationalities. What would those five nationalities be? Go. Uh, Indian. Okay. Black. Okay. Hispanic. Okay. Um, Middle Eastern. Okay, you can't say Indian and Middle Eastern. Why? No, there's no. There's two, why not? Why can't how I are you going to say? How are you going to start? Different two different, two different things. Okay. Yes, I understand that they are two. Abu different things. is not like Ak. Come on, bro. That's fair enough. And but it's Apu. Yes, but you can't. Niggas don't be named Abu as well. That's the racist. Abu, John. I knew he was a professor at Temple. Actually, yeah. I had him for my African American studies class. He was from um, Bangladesh. All right, so I'm right. Right. What I'm saying is, is that <laughs> you can't start naming countries and then start naming regions. Like you have to, like. You That's know, fair. That, That's you, a good yeah, point. Yeah, you have you have to be some form of consistent. That's what I'm saying. So let's so let's start. Instead over. In, you could have said South Asian. You could have said. Well, I mean, mm. could have said. That's but, Indian. You said, yeah. but you said Middle Eastern. No, so yeah. Middle Eastern, no. South Asian. Mm. Every time I think Hispanic. of South. So if we want to go regions, you can go regions. You know, so just pick one. You can't do, yeah. you can't have both. You got you. Everything below the equator except for Indian. I'm Everything below the equator. <laughs> <laughs> so when um below the fortieth parallel the with the um with the Tahin shit, I, I put a chat. I was like, I just I was like, not me hearing about this from miles before I actually read it. And then Darius like, what do you say? And I was like, Yeah. I was like, JT's uncultured ass didn't know what Tahina is. That's not fair. I did. You literally just looked at me. You looked at me and said, there's Indian people in Guyana? Look, man, I was just as surprised as you. (laughs) She said there were blacks. There was Chinese niggas there, too. John, I did not. First of all, John, again, I just found out Guyana was a place like four years ago. Just wait for it, right? Yes. How did your people get here? Oh, that's easy, bro. I was on the SS, get your ass on the boat, and in these chains. Okay, how do you think my people got there? I don't think, I don't know. Magic carpet? Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas was over there crossing the transatlantic slave <laughs> trade like, a whole new world. <laughs> a whole new world. That's crazy. <laughs> it was a whole new world indeed. This is the content <laughs> that we need to be delivering. To be, are we recording? Good. <laughs> this whole thing is going on the introduction. Like before we get to 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 Blackways, I got ice in my veins. Word to D'Angelo Russell. Also, shout out the new Spider-Man coming out. Is Blackway working on that? I I bet you he is. Probably right. He probably got some 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 tracks on there. But Blackway's got a track with Shaq out right now. He does. Does he? Yeah. He does. Oh my! This what can this guy Shaq's, do? Um, he's rapping again. Do you, oh, actually, you know what I did? It, was it the one, the music video with him in like a, a semi truck? No, like Shaq I saw did a freestyle, and that was for that music video. Ah. But he also released another song. But Shaq is right. Hey, yeah. Shaq did the lead. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Just thinking back, and yo, we know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a collective, yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. Our, our, <laughs> yeah, our yeah. network runs deep. Our network <laughs> runs deep. 
Net, net, network. Sorry, I'm pretty sure I said network, and I'm like, wow. If you said, that, if you slip, said our ooh. network, is, I, I was <laughs> all right, and, like, all right, Anthony, <laughs> yo, relax. Yo, oh my goodness, yo. I'm telling you, it was, it was the Ebby Mystique talk earlier. I'm sorry. All right, so your people, you know, they were brought here. What do slaves. you mean, you people? Listen, my people were brought to the Caribbean as indentured servants. Yeah, she mentioned that on the the, the yeah, thing. They were like, they oh were. yeah, the British brought them over as workers. What indentured do you mean, indentured servants? <laughs> See, but John don't be jacking that he Indian though. Don't call that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not. <laughs> you jack <laughs> African? Well, I mean, listen. All right you know then. Do you jack my, African? My, my people is from there. Do you, j- do you jack African? Well, of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll be, right. be like that. My people is from Africa. Yeah. John don't be like my people are from India. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm just calling it how it is. <laughs> Listen, there's plenty of Guyanese people who are very Indian and own that, up to that. That is very true. That is very true. I heard Indian John, people do not like the Guyanese Indian people, though. Indian people don't like other Indian people in general. That's kind of messed up. But <laughs> yeah, they're very so racist <laughs> about, they're very racist towards Caribbean Indian a lot of, people. A lot of, self, a lot of self-hate? Indian, pe- Indian people are racist in general, That's and they're true. really racist towards, like, Everyone, but like if you're not the Indian from there, the specific type, the specific region, they don't like you. That's just like why? But why is that? That that, that caste don't make, system. Yeah, I'm, fair enough. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold at it, I'm so cold at it, I feel nobody, I feel nobody, I walk like a champion. What's up everybody, this is episode 179 of the Saratobi Sports Podcast coming to you live from beautiful Baldwin, New York here at Regrown Recording Studios, bringing you in as always, your lovable host, just stuck in traffic, just on his damn phone, just in transition, but most importantly, just a friend, JT, what is up everybody? And to my right, a man that needs some introduction, the Guyanese god himself, Dijon Mustard, Celine Dijon, and Chat DPT, John Mute, everybody. I'm just trying to figure out why Drewski got this fucking Nelly fucking <laughs> band-aid on his face. I don't know what um, I also thought of a new AK from Miles, but it's all right. Um, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm alive. You know, I'm hoping to make it through this week's episode. You know, we out here. Um, that's, that's all I really got, man. I wish I saw earlier. Ah, I'm yeah. glad we were able to educate you on some uh, Caribbean <laughs> history this week. Yeah, man, look, this is, what, this is what we're all about. We're all about learning things, man. I don't think that should be any shame. If you don't know anything, hey, somebody knows it. So who better than your boys? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And uh, with that being said, to my far right... A man that needs no introduction. He walks with a cane not because he has to, but because he needs to. The deacon of demon time. The bishop of bitches. Mr. Worldwide West. The eater of fruits. Eh. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't See, know, you, you, man. you killed him when you had the... Were you the one that came up with the bishop line? Yeah, I've it, it was him. He came up with the bishop, the deacon, the pastor. I've come up with basically. Right, see, like, the, yeah, the, I've come up with almost all of the AKs on the show. See, but <laughs> that's that's the that's the standard I'm holding you to. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And hey. you know what? Eating the fruit, it's not. It's, it's not oh, it. It's okay. Wow, though. This is one of the brands we advertise for. That's kind of crazy. Really? Um, it is. Um, yeah, Worldwide West, because everywhere I go, I leave Worldwide West. What's up, everybody? Um, yes, 
Yeah, that's all I got because I'm I'm get I'm starting to get a little mad. I know, I know, I got. I don't know if you see like the flush in this car. Oh yeah, I can hear it. I can see it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I know. I feel like I'm not. The Knicks, the game five of the Knicks game is happening right now. We don't get into it. But fourteen point first quarter, by the way. Um, all right. And to my far right, Tom Hanks had the Da Vinci Code. There we go. And to my far, far right, so far right, he's in the other room. The Saratobi sound man himself, the great Gabagool, the voice from beyond the great beyond, Greg Postovich. Matt Barber, everybody. What up? I'm three vanilla flying saucers deep. <laughs> oh, you are. Getting hard out here. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what she said. Like and you are struggling, my friend. Oh, man. So, I only asked for one. <laughs> I was like, I have to finish them all before they, they gave melt. me six. They said, honestly, they they said they didn't respect your game. <laughs> they said they didn't respect your game. Well, they forgot that I got that dog in me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about the end of the pod, we're gonna go in there. Match is gonna be on the floor in a coma. Like fucking Homer Simpson, just on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the last saucer just in his hand, half melted. You know how they do in the cartoons, like the different snores. Mm. Look like. He's gonna get his hock shoe uh, uh, sleeping. Definitely. Oh man, oh man. This they is, call me Saucer Santana. Ooh. Saucer Santana. Saucer Santana. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's not gonna get much better than that one. There you go, man. Like Jalen really mixing these motherfuckers as they're not shooting. Saucy Saratobi? He's the only person that's consistently been hitting threes. And it's crazy because I know he was hurt, but just the fact that, like, uh, uh, this fucking series, bro. This fucking series, man. You guys couldn't tell, um, you know, the Knicks game is on right now. It's uh, it's game five. The the Knicks are on the verge of a gentleman sweep, and it's really looking like it's uh, it might happen. But you know they're they're getting some momentum here. Um, there's a good possibility we finish this podcast before the game ends. So um, you know, as of right now, we're just gonna go off of Miles' emotions. But uh, I, I saw something from um, uh, Cass, and uh, he does you know a lot of Nick stuff and things like that. And he was like, if it was they were playing any other team, it would be really easy to root for the Heat, other than the Knicks. Um, but. Hey man, you know, shout out to my guy Jimmy. Just got an All NBA, but um, it you know it shouldn't really, we should not really be looking past what they're doing right now. They're an A seed. They were the they came through the play in. They lost the first playing game. Yeah, they did lose the first playing game. They were a game away from being eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They came through the play in. They took out the one seed. Um, and here which they wasn't are. a failure by the one seed. By the way, I just want you to know it was not a failure. On them, it was just another path to success. It's just amazing that you take that so personal. Like I, I find it hilarious. JT has a lot of negative emotions towards Giannis. There it is. Because the nigga cost the Nets a championship again, again, again. Like we, the like we we're not gonna sit here and pretend like championship? that's not the case. Yeah, John, they were gonna blow. They were gonna blow past the Hawks. They were gonna beat the Suns. They were gonna beat that Suns team. They were gonna beat that. The Suns thing, team. the the there's always a big what if with those teams because they were so injury prone and you talk about you talk about all the other the Kyrie the James Harden hamstrings off the bone your favorite thing that is my favorite my favorite yes it is um so you're you're thinking they would have lasted two more rounds yeah. to be healthy enough to win yeah bold I do but yeah like it, took, it, took, it took that man literally having to undercut Kyrie 
messed up his ankle. And even still, it took a Kevin Durant shoe size away from, I mean, let's be honest. Oh, is this the first pod we're doing? Oh, no, second pod yeah, since Bud's been fired. Talk, we still talk about, I thought you said the first pod we Yeah, I don't really want to, like, we, we, don't, we don't have to talk about that. Because, um, you know, saying. it's a couple years removed at this point. Yeah, but um, he should he should have been gone. Yeah, but, I mean, the Heat are really doing something incredible. And honestly, the way the other matchup in the East is looking, they could really come out of the East. I have a question. Fuck the niggas, man. And, Fuck. And, you're, and you're entitled to your feelings. No, I mean, like, it's more than just being entitled to my feelings. I mean, I, I speak for myself. I also speak for a lot of Knicks fans. It's like, we always seem to make this more complicated than it needs to be, right? And I'm going to get, we're going to get to your question, right? Hmm. I came on here and I told y'all weeks ago, and John also came on here weeks ago and, and spoke about the Heat being an eight seed and that they can potentially make a run, which is fine. That's all fair because we, we know Jimmy and them is capable of. But just from watching the Knicks this season and going how we played against the Cavs, the Cavs, Giannis and them being eliminated in the first round, the path is there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're down 3-1, so I'm not going to act like this shit is all over. But in essence, 30, like, you're down 3-1, you know, coming back from a series like that, it's tough. So I'm more frustrated from a point of we had the path and we just found a way every step of the way in this series to fuck it up. Where we where where Kyle Lowry's out out rebounding our centers in the fourth quarter, like shit like that just can't happen. We have 14 point first first quarters at home coming off of back to back losses. You know that's that that that's tough. You know how are you supposed to you know you going up against Eric Spolstra, one of the as we always mention one of the best coaches in 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 the in the league and LeBron's best coach. So. It's we we have all these things we have all these things against us all for the quote unquote leader of the team to go out in a press conference and say maybe the Heat wanted more. And this is this is the shit that I'm talking about. It, it, it's a lot of factors playing into the Knicks' unsuccess this this series more so than 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 what we've been doing right. And the sad part is most of the shit that we're doing wrong is easily fixable. Anyways, your question. Uh, well, now I got two, but I'll ask the first one. So Eric Spoelstra already's got two rings. Yes. All right. He's already done more with less than probably any coach we can think of in, in past memory. Indeed. He's already been nominated as a top 15 head coach of all time. Yep. Deservingly so. What more would he have to do to get into probably... He's and also he's he, I think he's like top five in playoff wins as well. Yeah. What more does he have to do to become in the pantheon of top five coaches of all time? Oh, he wins a ring with he this Heat team. He, he wins one. He wins one more. Like especially he wins one more in the LeBron, the end of the LeBron, end of the Curry like era. Then I, I feel like it's hard to argue not because those three rings probably hold some of the some of the greatest weight that you can imagine with a finals appearance mixed into that. I mean, like I like I just said, like Spolstra is one of the is one of the best to ever do it. So and honestly, in our generation, like our generation being like past pop, past um past, past Phil Jackson, mm -hmm. probably is the best coach if you think about it. I agree. Uh I think the I think his the weight of his rings really showed after LeBron left. Because everyone was like Oh yeah, anyone could coach that team um, and make it work. And then we saw how many coaches LeBron has been through since he has left the Miami Heat. On his destinations, he never had like what a coach for more than a season. 
Yeah, it was something. Uh, he Wait. had Vogel for two, two. He had. He's had a in, hand. in his entire career, like pre. No, we're pre- saying Spolstra? Pat. Once he left, post, yeah, oh, post, 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 post. Okay, so David Blatt, Tyloo, Tyloo. So Tyloo for two, Vogel for two. He had David Blatt for a year and a half. He had Tyloo for, tag as technically two and a half, and Vogel, and now Darvin Ham. This is Darvin Ham's first year. This is Darvin Ham's first. Yes. Who was this? Coach Wait, sorry. There, he had a coach last. Um, it was Vogel. He had Vogel for two. Vogel was not Vogel was the coach last year? Mm, before they won the championship two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Vogel. Yeah. It was Vogel. Oh, Vogel damn. got fired and then they hired Dar- Darwin Ham. Yeah. Okay. All right. So like in and, and to me it's it's similar to the um it's the the true meaning of like how I sit here and I go, anyone could have coached those Warriors teams because we saw Luke Walton take them to this record and then be a bad coach immediately after. In Sacramento, um, yeah. And you know, you know how I feel about Steve Kerr. He's great at drawing a bad bounce place. But I don't know about the other side of the coaching thing, but Spolstra coached while LeBron was there, and after LeBron left, coached again where Chris Bosh was absolutely hooping until he got diagnosed with a heart thing. Luke Walton did coach LeBron for one year before Vogel. That was LeBron's first year. Sorry. So oh, okay. add that to the All right, yeah, that makes okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes Luke sense. Walton that was, that was, was, when, that was when that was when LeBron mm-hmm. had the groin injury. Yes. So then oh. that was like he. I mean, LeBron barely played that year. But either so. way, just it's uh, another ding to the coach. Yes, this is true. No, you're coach. right. No, you're so, absolutely right. Um, I don't think I don't think Spolstra really needs to do much. But if you sit here and if he wins one more ring with this team, it would shoot him all the way up. But if he just wins one more ring, like. You know, I personally think he's above people like Donnie and George Carl because George Carl, you know, they've already been like, yeah, he's won a lot of games, but he's a terrible person and a terrible coach. He really is a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think he'll end up being above guys like that mm. um, in everyone else's mind with one. Yeah. I think one more ring puts him all the way up with, like, pop and stuff like that. And it's crazy because, like, where I think was it, wasn't it supposed to, like, a video coordinator? Yes. Yeah, like, he literally like worked that? his, like, he's the ultimate, like, worked from the literal mm-hmm. bottom up. That from Pat Riley, man. Yeah. Yeah, Pat Riley. Honestly, more than anything, I think Pat Riley as a as a basketball mind mm-hmm. might be might be the most brilliant basketball mind that we've, we've probably ever you know that that's probably ever came into the NBA. You really think about it, like he coached those Lakers teams, the Showtime, the Showtime Lakers teams. He coached the Knicks for a little bit, became general manager of the Heat, and in the time that he became the general manager of the Heat, he's built like this. He coached the Heat too. He coached the Heat. Damn, two he, se- did, he did two separate heat. times because he coached before. He coached, he coached yeah. early in the two thousands, and then he get handed over to Stan Van Gundy. Yep. Then they won the chip. And then oh, Stan was the coach on that team. Stan was the coach oh, of that yeah. team. Then he took it back over for two years, and then and he then gave he it gave up to Spolstra. Mm. I mean, but what? Con- I mean, but to 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 your point, I mean, what a genius move it was for Pat Riley to give the keys to the franchise to Eric Spolstra at that point, a no name guy, right? Nobody really knew about. I know I didn't know about Eric Spolstra, and within four years, he's winning a championship. Mm-hmm. Two back-to-back championships. So, right. um, I think, and this isn't necessarily a knock on Phil because you know Phil's the rings and all those things, but like, I think Pat Riley is what Phil Jackson thought he was from like the GM standpoint, from like everything else, from finding the people, and in, in that sense of like more than just a coach. Yeah, nah, it's a fact. Phil Jackson, the GM, was not it. Right. 
Oh, we oh we know. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, oh bro. So that's what oh, I'm saying. Bro. Like, I think. But is that so a case I of think, just like I guess maybe wanting to do it more than because wasn't the whole thing with with with, with Phil, Phil coming to New York? Like he, he didn't did want to do it, oh. and they just threw him a boatload of money. So he was like, "All right, fine." I guess so. Yeah. So maybe there's that because so like, Phil decided to just took the job. I'm not making the franchise he played for. If you take a job, you gonna be judged for the job whether you taking the job for the bread or whether you taking it for the merit. That's that's real shit. That's real shit. I mean, like it affects his legacy. Yeah, it definitely did because now niggas can say whatever you want about Phil Jackson. Oh, he was a great coach, great coach, shitty GM. A great coach, though. A great coach. You know, great player. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever this. But nah. Word to Pat Riley. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this Knicks series, bro, has been very frustrating to watch. You know, I I, I ain't going to dwell too much on it because it's still going on and it really ain't over till it's over. But um, yeah, I I just had higher expectations. You know, they you they you win a, a playoff series for the first time in ten years. You got the expectations are going to start to go up. So that's just natural natural human emotion. I think the other um things you mentioned, like you know, the leader of your team. I think this should Jalen's team, honestly. Well, I mean, that was me saying it facetiously. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> but I I'm, think Jalen, same thing. Like you know, the All NBA team came out today, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but. I think Jalen deserved to be an all-star, all-star more than Randall, and I think he deserved to be all-NBA more than Randall, honestly. Yep. Um, that's not saying Randall had a bad season, but, like, Jalen has been out here hoping. Um, and he's done all the things that you've wanted, and I think he's definitely proven the worth of his contract. Probably he's worth more than what he's getting right now because, what, is it a three-year deal? Four and up. I think so, it's, it's probably three and a player option, yeah, but whatever. So sure. I, I think um, he's he's really to the team, and... At the end of the day, like I, I don't, I haven't been able to really watch the full series, but I don't feel like he's been playing terrible. No, he's been playing fine. Like I feel like he's been doing his part, but it's the supporting cast. And you know, we saw some crack showing in the sense of like key role players not really playing like quickly and stuff like that before he got hurt. But like, we can't sit here and say that going into the series that the Knicks were out of it. You know, they're right there, and like right. you said, they they have all the pieces put together, and you just got to perform, and they've not done that. I agree. I think that the Knicks are like one really really good player away from being able to compete mm-hmm. like you know not just with the lower echelon of the eastern conference and that's not a knock on the heat by any means it's more or less like we competing with them but if we if we play like this against the heat like there's no way that we would have beaten the sixers or have beaten boston would have been a sweep i mean mm-hmm. if we being if we being honest yeah they, I, I don't really i don't really see it going going any other way if we play like how we played in this series, mm-hmm. let me just leave. Let me just preface with that. Um, but yeah, it's funny that you talk about Jalen uh, Brunson's contract because <laughs> you know which which uh, which which player is actually getting paid more than Jalen Brunson and signed in the, the same offseason, Jordan Poole. Mm. It's not a pool party. Yeah, it has not, not been a pool party. Got the bag and disappeared. Boy. We need. You know why? I, we I, need more baddies. I, is this sitting a, courtside? Yeah. We need more baddies sitting courtside. That's I think that's the only reason uh, that he's he's floundering that. But yeah, no, that's that contract looks worse and worse by the day. And I don't know. It just feels like with the Warriors, it feels like almost like this divide between like the old old heads and the new heads. Because like even like earlier in the playoffs, wasn't there the, the report that came out like Kaminga was like kind of unhappy with like his role? Kaminga needs to be playing more. Which and yeah, I think I everybody think agrees he coaching. needs to be playing more. But coaching, yeah. But then when it's it's, it's interesting because you have like these young guys who when when Clay was out for injury and Steph was out injured and Draymond was out injured right these guys stepped up in the regular season right we saw big games from Poole we saw big big games from from Kaminga right Gary Payton the second we already know yeah, how he, he gets down like uh, Moody gives you good minutes mm-hmm. but then you, you always have 
Steph, Clay, Dre. Those are the guys who got you your four championships. And you throw Wiggins in there as well. Like these are I like mean, the elder statesmen. Year, last year, if it wasn't for Andrew Wiggins, they wouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. And we we mentioned that his play, and it was really him and Poole that like, Elevated you know, and during the original run of the dynasty, it was always like, you know, outside of the games where he went absolutely nuclear, it was always Clay Thompson keeping them close. Mm -hmm. Right, like even when KD was there, it was if they're having a bad night, Clay would get them close enough that one of the two of them could close it out, mm. right? And like last year, the people that took that role, it felt like were Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. They played amazing. They hit timely buckets. You know, they did everything you needed them to do last year. And you know, Wiggins, I think he's played pretty like he's done he's about what solid. you've asked him yeah. for. Yeah, like you, you don't want him to be your star, but like he's been playing, you know, well for him and Jordan Poole hasn't and it's like what are you really supposed to get at this point like you know I was talking about this yesterday and um, one of my friends was like I think if the Warriors make it out they just win this whole thing and I'm like I don't think so um, but like that's that's the coaching thing right like Kevon Looney had a great thing he gets sick they play Jermichael Green Jermichael Green plays well um, and then things change after that right then you just do you stick with the high hand they're like Steve Kerr always sticks with a hot hand. Sorry. So, like, literally, there was an athletic article, like, a week ago that was, like, the Warriors need to unleash Jonathan Kaminga. Like, Release the cum bucket. That's, <laughs> his, that's his nickname. That's Don't blame me. That's the Warrior fans. I'm not. I'm just passing along a message. Ask James Holmes. James Holmes will tell you. That's worse that's than they Big be, Paul's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's what they be calling that young man. But that's, Nick A.O. Nah, I agree. Is I definitely, because, like, what? This is the third. They've had the third starting lineup. Mm-hmm. In five games, and granted, like you said, like Looney got sick, mm -hmm. so obviously he couldn't be in the starting lineup. But even then, Looney still was able to come off the bench and still gives him solid production. Um, I I was okay with them going with Gary Payton uh, the second in their starting lineup, like because you know you want to play fast, mm -hmm. but it only helps if your guys can make shots. And yeah, Steph was doing Steph things, especially in Game Four. But Clay was out here throwing up brick after brick. You got a decent, I guess, offensive game from Draymond Green, but. When you go to the That's bench, not what you want Draymond for, honestly. Yeah, like and like Draymond's offense is is supposed to be a plus. It's like the cherry mm -hmm. on top. You shouldn't rely on it. But where's Jordan Poole at? You need the production off the bench. The Lakers are getting that right mm -hmm. now, right? Yeah, you're yeah. not getting it from Poole, who's supposed to be a guy that can come off the bench and give you 14, 15, 16 points a game. Hey, John, I get I I I take coaching and I raise you veteran leadership. Because if we're talking about, you talk about bench scoring, you talk about how guys on the lake is stepping up. Stay ready. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lonnie Walker been out of the rotation now for months mm -hmm. since since the trade for Roy Hachimura and um, D'Lo went down, right? Mm -hmm. This man came off the bench the other night and was putting in work. And he came off the, the bench two nights ago and had 15 in the fourth. Mm -hmm. All 15 of his points was in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's Darwin Ham. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, like, you can say that, all right, whatever, you put him in the position to concede. But the first thing that Lonnie Walker said is that LeBron told me to stay ready. Yeah. I'm I, just, you know. Interesting thing I was listening to with that is, uh, they're like, Darwin Ham, it was funny because Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy had a back and forth. They were like, you don't love him that much if you're not playing him. Um, but he was a part of the rotation until he got hurt. And then mm -hmm. after he got hurt, then they make the trade. He never really came back. Yep. Um, but I agree on the veteran leadership thing, but that's also coaching. It's part of it, right? So we, we agree that we're on the same page about that. Oh, we so on the are same you page. saying, yeah, what's up? 
Oh yeah, I like where this is going. Yeah, yeah, say it because that that is the most Warriors, likely what I'm saying. The, the Warriors don't have veteran leadership. Bingo, 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 bingo. Because think about it, and this is what I was saying to mm. this is what I was saying to my friends the other night. I think right? I know what point you're gonna make, and I like where it's going. Because you gotta understand, right? And I got nothing but love for Draymond. I got nothing but love for Draymond. I respect what he's doing media wise, like and and all of that. But you telling me that the guys on his team is looking at him like, okay, we just lost the game. And the first thing you're going to do is go on your podcast and talk about how we just lost this game. Like, nigga, we're down 3-1. Lock in. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not locked in because whatever is Draymond. I don't know the, the man personally. But to me, that just don't make no sense. So I think we're... Go ahead. No, you no, say no, your, we're you, on the you, same. No, you say your I think point. we're on the you same page about them. Even if we're not, go we're ahead. We're making the same point. Okay. But I... I wouldn't use that as the um, the motivating factor because I think that like why you don't want him to shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more of um, if he's been doing it all season, I don't think there's a reason to change now. Just do what you got to do. Um, if, at that point, it's a part of his routine. I'm thinking. I don't know. If we're going, if we're going to talk about veteran leadership, the guy who's supposed to be your best veteran leader is the guy who punched your sixth man in the face. Yeah. Before the season started, the guy who's supposed to bring that veteran leadership. I'm just saying he's the most he's the most outspoken no, player but that's, on the team. That's what I'm though. saying. That's why I'm like we're making the same points. Of I mean, like the, I'm not the issues say, with the veteran leadership. I'm, I just think we well, but there but there, but there we go though. Like yeah, yeah. You, you 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 said it. It's basically like it's very questionable leadership from guys. It's like Draymond is the most outspoken dude on the team, and he's mm -hmm. doing shit like punching dudes in, in the face. For the team. for Steph to say in the last series to go, y'all y'all know I don't really say much. Yeah. <laughs> like but, that, man. but we exactly. knew that about. We knew that about. No, Steph, I know, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. But like, that that is the difference in the leadership, and that's why, as much as Steph Curry is the goat, like it's the other things that LeBron brings than just basketball. And um, it's not, it's not supposed to be Iguodala's job, though. I mean, it's not like he's playing, so shouldn't he be the one that's holding this locker room together? Yeah, but then they don't want to. <laughs> but think about also with this generation of younger players. They don't want to listen to fucking Andre Iguodala. <laughs> the fuck? Exactly. What? The nigga is the only person we have if a death beam is located and locked on Earth. I they tell better you what, listen to him. He got a finals MVP. <laughs> they, should they, they should listen to him. They should. They should listen to him. He got a finals MVP, multi-time champion, and he's he's the guy that we put up with the death beam laser. I don't know how much more of resume you need at that point. I don't. Yeah. Kids don't care. They don't. Kids. They really don't. They really don't care, bro. Like that. And that's just that's put it just into all perspective. It is. I remember um, I used to listen to road tripping a lot. Mm. Um, and when they first started doing the segment with the Kings, they had De'Aaron Fox on with Corey Brewer mm -hmm. when he was on the Kings at the time. And they're like talking about championships and stuff. And De'Aaron was like, I don't care about seeing your ring, Corey. And Corey's like, what do you mean? He goes, it's not. A, he basically was like, it's not a real ring. And he's like, Corey was on the Mavs team. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's the difference. Of like these kids looking at someone like Corey Brewer who obviously is not a star, but he played in those playoff series, and this is the team that that's beat 50, the Heatles. That's a 50-point score, Corey Brewer. So, like, for <laughs> for like Yo, that generation of players to sit here, and I'm sure time. older De'Aaron probably wouldn't think of it the same way, mm -hmm. but, like, when he was, it was, a, you know, maybe his second year in the league or something, second or third year, but for him to sit here and be like, I don't really care about that. Like, it's not the same. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear that, but I think it goes to also the conversation. You're not going to listen to Andre Iguodala, bro. No, I get that. They're not going to listen to Draymond either, honestly. But I don't, I don't think, think that should work in. I don't think that particular one would go into, I guess, the Warrior situation. Oh, my only thinking is that, like, a lot of guys come into the league for different reasons. Like, 
Some mm-hmm. want to win championships. Some want to just get their family out of the gutter, mm-hmm. you know, and get to that second contract. And like, all right, who's talking about that? How a lot of people in the league don't even like basketball like that. Oh, uh, Dennis. Uh, oh, um, no, not Dennis. Short, no, uh, no, 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 Pat, uh, no. Pat Bev. Uh, yeah, so it was mm-hmm. Pat Bev, which, which is a, which is a. I, hey, he he, he I, is I, so I think, like sometimes I love him and sometimes I hate him. Well, but I mean, I mean he, def- he definitely might have kept it a stack because you I think, think he about, always keeps no, it a stack, and that's why it's, it's hit or miss. Yeah. So what do you say? He was like some guys. No, uh, also uh, Channing Fry had a good. Uh, I forget what podcast he was on, but he had a good road trip. And that's his pod. Oh, okay. Him and RJ started that. So maybe he was addressing the Pat Bev mm. comment, but he was like, yeah, like I've been on teams where guys want to win a ring or guys just are doing it for the contract so their family is set. Guys just love, they love the game of basketball, but not the team success. So it was like they love the craft. Like they want to improve their mm. game and things like that. But if they win, it doesn't matter. They just want to get better. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. I definitely do think the younger generation probably sees a lot of stuff different or like oh i want to become a famous basketball player for the fame and notoriety and the endorsements um but you do have like i mean jordan pool i mean we kind of christened him as the next guy he's supposed to be the next i guess phase of the warriors continue it and and they had all these young players come in at the same time yeah you know they had all those draft picks and they weren't good the one year steve kirk coach and so i guess it's like kind of trying to find a way to meld the old generation into the the new generation where it's like all right the old guys yeah your time is almost coming to an end but they're still here right they won a championship last year right. so they're not put out to pasture just yet mm-hmm. kind of like how those spurs teams that's what draymond said were. too where he's like y'all gotta stop trying to get people like us and lebron at the paint right away for these younger teams they still gotta earn it yeah so well, it's uh it's interesting oh i remember my my second question yes um i guess depending on the results of this game but it's almost halftime by the way and the game is close again so there we go thank god so obviously, what are your feelings, I guess, compartmentalizing things, right? How how would you view the Knicks season as a whole? And then taking that into consideration, how would you then add the postseason if you guys do end up losing to the Heat? Um, Just because you don't want a championship? It's a failure? <laughs> I think in, in our case that the season definitely was a success which it sounds crazy because of how it potentially could end mm-hmm. but if you told me that all right at worst if we at, at best if we win this game right mm-hmm. we lost in my we lost to the heat in six in the conference final and in, in the conference semifinals mm-hmm. i mean listen we haven't won a playoff series in 10 years I can't sit here and say that, damn, just because we did on, on my honest shit. You know, I can't sit here and say that, oh, we didn't win a championship. The season's a failure. Like, I think the bar is obviously lowered for the Knicks a lot. But us being a five seed and losing to an eight seed, I mean, you know, that's that. But I, I think with this players, we're really seeing that the seeding may not mean as much as we think, depending on who depending on who is on these teams, you know. Um, so I think my sentiments are more on the on the lines of optimism than it is on pessimism because what did like what is what as a Knicks fan like what do you really have to be pessimistic about going into next season? Julius Randle, yeah, we've been dealing with that for the past four years. You know, RJ's RJ has improved this postseason. Jalen Jalen Brunson is incredible. You know, you find out what guys like Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly are, and like I said, we're one really good player away. I have a rebuttal to the RJ thing. Yes. I don't know if we could sit here and say he improved this postseason when I feel like he just finally started playing at the level he was playing at last year. I mean, yeah. Because he had a down year. He did not play to how he played last year, and I think that what he what he did in the playoffs to this point was just how he played last year. People always 
People always will talk about how bad Julius was against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. RJ was not much better. Or much or much effective. No, no, no. At all. I'm not talking about the playoffs. No, no, no. But I'm I'm I, talking about the playoffs. Yeah, I'm about I mean like oh, in general. In general, we RJ Barrett took a big leap last year, mm-hmm. and then he regressed this year. Oh, like and I think his play again. in the playoffs just got to the level that he was playing at most of last year. At I mean, so I don't think he necessarily yeah. played any better than he did at his best points last year. Facts. I, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I just kind of categorize playoff basketball and regular season basketball mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So I just think that from what I saw from RJ two postseasons ago to this postseason, it's a it's a world of a difference. Like he's been playing a lot better. Oh my god. Yeah. Jalen's been doing he's been fucking trying this game. I'll I tell mean, you what. I mean, he got freaking like 17 this quarter or 13 this quarter. Oh my god. Oh. Jesus Christ. Well, fucking Julius was one of seven. Yeah. Which is just not it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough at all. And it's crazy because And we know he was hurt, you know. I'm sure he's still not hundred percent, but you out here, if you out there and you know, you just hey. got name all NBA, like you said, this is what you're supposed to be the leader of this team. That's a fact because Jimmy hurt too. Jimmy hurt exactly. out there playing hurt too, man. Like and Jimmy Hooping. Yeah, I you know. That oh shit, damn. Yeah, that's a, on on you, Caleb Martin. I honestly I think that, that game showed that the it took a lot for y'all to win that game. And the best player on the court for the Heat was Caleb Martin. Yeah. And then I mean, we talk about after, you know, like, it's two things, right? I didn't get to talk about it last week, but, like, the Lakers' success hinges on how well Anthony Davis plays. Our success, yep. To mm-hmm. me, it was just even about y'all. Oh. To me, the Heat's success really hinges on how aggressive Bam is. Because Bam started taking shots after that game. Bam started taking significantly more shots. I to be honest, I really don't feel like this is like that's what this series has been about. Like, I don't think like, that's what the series has been about. I'm just saying, like, from like I think the yeah. Heat will Jimmy will do Jimmy things and do everything in his power. Mm-hmm. But I think for them to really move forward and win things, Bam oh. has to be aggressive offensively. Yeah, that's and that's fact. the same way I feel about Anthony Davis and the Lakers. Like, if Anthony Davis plays well, the Lakers pretty much win that game. Yeah, or whatever game it is against whoever. If Anthony Davis plays well, especially offensively, because he's been playing great defensively. But if he plays his good offensive game, the Lakers win. Period. You, I'll take them almost just about almost over anybody. Yeah. Except that he play almost every other day. So you exactly. Know, you no, know, you can't really can't really vouch on these things. Bam That'd decides right, when he right. wants to be aggressive offensively. Yep. Indeed. Had to be all aggressive offensively in game four, huh? Ruining the parlay. Bum. Give it up. Give it up, Julius. Please, please, please. He had no, to be so please. fucking Let aggressive. Me that, Let had me to be so step. fucking aggressive. He didn't have a single assist. See, it's not, Bam is Bam single, is like I needed three assists. He didn't have one. Bam's like one of the worst players Man. to bet on. I'll take the I'll take the step back three, Julius. It's all right. That's his game. Um, but yeah, I love. yeah yeah. Love, Anyways, I, I've had it. I've had there. enough talking talking about the Knicks right now. Just because like the game is still going on, I don't really know what's what's, what's about to happen. So I I'll I'll speak more later if you I see my son Bronson. Yeah, he was, he always be, of course I bro. No, no he, but like right under the basket in the Ewing jersey. Uh, oh, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, right. uh, see, let's uh, let's get into these All NBA uh, yeah selections, which came out today while we were watching uh, anime. So of course, you know, I'm like blending the two things together. But uh, yeah, I guess first initial thoughts. I think we were in pretty pretty much agreement for the most part on the first team All NBA. Yep. Um, which was all the all the 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 international players that should have made it, except for Tatum. 
So Damn, that shit really was all international players. It was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and shit, honestly, next year, since it's going to be positionless, this year it would have been all that international players. Exactly. should have been on that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so you had Tatum, you had SGA, you had Luka, you had Embiid, and you had Giannis for the first team. Yes. I don't have any. I don't have any qualms there. I don't really have any qualms I think, there. I mean, I, you could, yeah. you could. The, the the one argument that you can make that I that I absolutely will entertain is that SGA and Luca both were on teams that that sucked. I mean, I I, I feel like that's a fair argument though. I I do think that their team success should have played um, more of a role. Not. I'm not gonna say more because we're not gonna sit here and act like they didn't put up numbers better than some of the people under them. Oh yeah, and you absolutely. Know, all NBA is. Like, it's not like MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be on a bad team and put up all-NBA numbers and make the all-NBA team. But because of that, I think um, there's an argument both sides. It's like sort of like a UFC fight where you go, this dude either won or it's a draw. Like, it's and based on the—and I'm okay with either decision. You know what I mean? Like, it's either he—you can argue it. You could argue that they deserve to be first team, or you can argue that they deserve to be second team. But at the end of the day, they need to be on all-NBA teams for sure. Um— I'm kind of glad, you know, Luca made that first team just because, I mean, he he did the things. He deserved it. He played his ass off. It wasn't his fault that the team wasn't good. Like, who else did he got? I think I think both guys kind of had that type of scenario where yeah, it's like, all right, who else? Like, because, like, Shy, right? Like, imagine if Chet Holmgren played this season. Imagine if Poku played all season. Like, they had a lot of, they had, and they had some surprising rookies step up. The Jalen Williams, yeah, Williams is, yeah. um, came through. Lou Dort mm-hmm. at times showed he was, you know, he's a really good, you know, solid role player, but. Outside of that, it's just literally Shy was the only reason why they were able to win some games, and really, he was the reason why they were able Let's to get to the play. Josh Giddy name? I, yes, Josh Giddy. Yes, I love love Josh Giddy. Parlay respecter Josh Giddy. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, you still needed those thirty five a night games from mm-hmm. Shy. Like you know, you're him when you're on the the, the FanDuel app and your over under starts at 31 and a half points mm-hmm. yeah. right like taking him at like when you're not on the book like kind of like luca right mm-hmm. luca's not on the books for 20 plus points yeah and there were times where he yeah. wasn't even on the books for like 25 mm-hmm. or if he was it was like minus 1000 because mm-hmm. it's like all right he's gonna get it just got to start at a certain number because you already know exactly yeah and that that's what he was doing this nah, year. yeah he was money all season and i think the best part about him was that like he don't take like a ridiculous amount of threes like no, he really is player. he really is more of like mid-range take it to the cup he like. averaged 2.5 threes a game this year yeah oh you had it up yes sir that's why i have the laptop man yeah, that's tough that's tough you know what i'm saying that's what you know laptops are typically for i could learn something <laughs> um indeed <laughs> wow so i got ahead of all of that yeah damn that's crazy two and a half i thought it was i thought it would be a little higher than that See, but you know what it was he was supplementing it no threes but he was always getting into the lane yeah 10.9 free throw attempts there you game. go that'll that's do very it. De'Aaron do type it. numbers that'll do it um, speaking of which, also made his first All-NBA team this year. Yes, sir. Well-deserved. Um, which is absolutely well-deserved, but I think he should have been a second-teamer. I do not think he should have been a third-teamer. Um, do you want to go through the second team? Sure. You want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just, I would all say right. just list all of them. All and right, we could yeah, talk about so second-team, uh, Stephen Wardell-Curry, Spida, Donovan Mitchell, Himmy Butler, Nikola Jokic, Jalen Brown for second-team, and then third-team, Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, LeBron, the big Jew, Julius Randle, and DeMontis Sabonis. Can you look up how many games Dame played? Yes, sir. I can. Because um, they did shut him down. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know Dame is my guy. But, um, 58. I think a big. What about, yeah. what about, what about Jimmy? Did Jimmy play that much games this year? Like, I, like, it Good. couldn't have been over like 65. 64. There you go. Look at you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, my, my thing is, um, 
a lot of these all NBA selections I don't think should be there because of the amount of games that they play. Um, and he noted, you know, I, the reason why I asked about the Dame ones is because I was curious about it for it for that reason. But like we talked about the LeBron and the Steph ones, like those guys can will put up all NBA numbers regardless in a down year for them, right? Not saying it was, but like in a down year they will put up all NBA numbers. Um, and the teams will be somewhat competitive. Their teams, neither of their teams were a top seed, and they played less than sixty games. LeBron played fifty five. Those guys, I'm sorry, those dudes should not be in the All NBA thing, especially on, on the second team. You can make an argument for a third team. I'm just going like no one's numbers are touching theirs, mm-hmm. right? Like Steph plays fifty six games. Fifty six games, average twenty nine, six and six. I mean, that's still impressive. Like I'm not exactly. gonna say I'm it not, is impressive. I, I, I'm not gonna say it's impre- it's not impressive, but. This is why the CBA for next year, you exempt from this shit if you don't play in 65 mm-hmm. games, which is yeah. which is a great fucking rule. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that dudes don't get hurt. Injury's not part of the game, obviously, but it just like, it, like the load management shit has just gotten too out of hand. But the game's miss also means it's just it's more opportunities, I guess, for you to fail. Or at least yeah, for opportunities for you to have to like a numbers bad... to come back to earth. Yeah. So Because you have a larger you have a larger sample size. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think like, like I said, you can make an argument for it, but I definitely don't think so if... You're gonna put them on all NBA. I don't think Steph or LeBron, um, Steph should have been on the second team. Mm. I think someone like De'Aaron, whose team held the top seed all year, who put up really good numbers as well, definitely deserved to be on the second team. Um, and as much as like the All NBA isn't a more individual award than let's say MVP, like I don't know, like I think especially if you're below sixty games, you should. It, we're gonna, you know, it's obviously not in effect yet, but if you're below sixty games, you should not be on a second team. Period. I don't care. Heard it here first. Um. That, 60, 60 is such like a that's such a hard number mm-hmm. though like i mean if you're gonna sit here and talk about you putting up these numbers all season you better be playing most of the season because then it's at the same time like 55 is barely over half could yeah. you because if they're making the team right couldn't you make an, a case that anthony davis should have made an all-nba team exactly 25 25 12 and two playing the same amount of games as steph curry playing more minutes than jaron jackson jr can you look up Jaron Jackson? I know he's you know more defensive thing. Jaron Jackson played sixty three uh, games, uh, so he played was that seven more than AD, but AD played more minutes mm-hmm. this season. Interesting. Jaron Jackson Jr. Stephen Adams eighteen yeah. six and one. Yeah, like those aren't all in. See, but like he wasn't, but he was, yeah. but obviously but his is, impact uh, is made more on the defensive exactly. end. Um, it gets it gets dicey though when you start mm-hmm. talking about minutes versus versus yeah, exactly. actually actually games played because then exactly. it's just like the Macau Bridges situation comes in. Just like you played in eighty three games, but did you really play in eighty three games? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like like I know Royce O'Neal is like top five. I in will like say though, played for outside some of reason, um, like, outside of you know like we mentioned like Ja, mm-hmm. right? Do we really have anyone this year who we can go? They absolutely got snubbed. Um, like I feel like me, usually we do this, and we all think. we all could think of a couple names right off the bat. Jalen Brunson, yes, <laughs> Jalen yeah. Brunson, yes. yeah, Jalen yes. Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson definitely, especially like As I said, over Jordan. I mean, if you really go through Jalen Brunson's numbers and the fact of outside of when he got hurt for that small little stretch of time, he had to have at least played like 64, 65 games. Yeah, I, I'm honestly now that I'm thinking about it or looking at it more. Steph over Jaw for All NBA is kind of crazy because Jaw. All right. Three less points, mm-hmm. but averaging just about almost the same amount of rebounds. Book? But you know, five point nine and eight point one assists. Oh wait, Devin Booker didn't make all. Wait, no, was he hurt? Devin Booker. Hold um, on. When wait. did Paul George get hurt? Paul George got hurt. Well, see, no, not not Booker. Booker missed a significant time. How how many games did he play? Fifty three. Okay, so that's that. We're, we're cool with that. Twenty seven, four and five. Kevin Durant always missed a bunch of games. Yep. Um. 
Paul George played 56 games, 23. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the jaw, jaw got snubbed. And I feel ja like that's was, the only one. Jaw was snubbed for personal reasons. Because mm. there's no, like, look, 26, 6, and 8? Come on. Can you, two two other people are like, yo, listen. Yes, sir. Um, Pascal oh, yes. and Fred Van Fleet, because they were talking about people that are not going to NBAs. And... I mean, Pascal, see, this is where Pascal gets, gets you. Pascal, yeah. 71 games played. Right, 24.2 uh, points per game, 7.8 rebounds, 5.8 assists. So he plays a majority of the yeah, season. Right. Um, and he's also a which, defensive force. Which is commendable. And then you said Fred Van Vliet, right? Yeah. And Fred Van Vliet. Because that's what people were talking about. What I about mean, it. 69 but, points. I'm sorry. <laughs> Six, 69 60, games. 69 games. Nice. <laughs> 19 points per okay. game, 4.1 rebounds. And I mean, but the Raptors also, where yeah. was it? Where did they see? They see the like. They, 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 they didn't make the playoffs. Oh, they didn't. Have, yeah. They made go. the play in. Lost because of uh, Demar Derozan's uh, daughter. The they only, won more games than OKC. Not saying old, that Shy deserved Shy deserved regardless. But um, can you just look at Anthony Edwards for me? I just, I'm just curious. So we, he'll make it next year. Edmund is definitely gonna make it next year. He was an All Star though. He was. Mm-hmm. He was uh, 79 games played. Oof. 24 points, five rebounds, four assists. Mm. I mean, the stats got got to jump a little bit. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four, that's like, fine. No, it's crazy because like, averaging twenty-four is not even a lot anymore. That's not mm-hmm. a, like not well, when you're the number one scorer on your team. Not exactly, exactly. But um, averaging twenty-four but it, is not is is really not a lot of points. But but that's also why I'm like, um, this is one of the few. I feel like usually each year we have multiple people that we can think of that should have been on the All NBA, and I feel like this year it's pretty much it's just gonna job. be it's gonna be so interesting to see like how load management really works because you think about it like we like we've mentioned uh, how i learned today about with the supermax contracts right now it's like damn are am i if i'm a player my mindset is damn like i i'm i'm a little sore or whatever like maybe i could take this game off we play in the pistons you know but i'm eligible for that supermax if i get this LNBA team so i think it definitely puts people in a people players in a position where they they kind of have to go out there and play most nights now, right. which is better. Which is, I think, is a better is a better product for the league. You put in a, it, it's gonna um, obviously benefit them because they're gonna they're gonna fuck with their supermax contracts, however which way you spend it. And then the regular season, it means more. It holds more value. You know what I'm saying? Based off of like you know people actually playing in games, lot like fucking Steph Curry getting the second team playing in 55, 56 games. This shit don't make no sense. All right, I, I, is, is this a snub? Trey Young. I wanted to pull up his number because I'm also curious about that. Trey Young, 73 games played, 26 points, three rebounds, 10.2 assists. That's tough because then he, it's like that's very similar to Harden's numbers. But he had a higher seed, exactly. He's very similar and, to Harden. And Harden didn't I get it. Didn't get an All NBA. That's someone all. that I thought about snub, but yeah. like I don't know how many games he played. Well, Trey. So Trey led the league in assists total. Total assists. Total. Not, total not, assists, not, not per game. Not, Harden not per game. led in per game, 10.7. Trey was 10.2. But Trey Young had 741 assists. The next closest was Nikola Jokic at 678. James Harden at 618. So Trey had over 100 more assists. Damn. Than, so than, than, than so I think you have a case for that. And this is why when we're talking about who votes on these things, like players and shit are just as biased. Why was Trey Young rated as one of the over most overrated players by the players? Is it true? I honestly don't think he's that overrated. We see here, I think he gets so much more publicity because of who his persona is. Mm-hmm. Then, because we're not going to sit here and make it seem like he just be throwing up stinkers left and right. Oh, we had this conversation. He's a right. good player. He's a good player. He's a good player. And even and though the three point shooting was down this year, yeah. noticeably, his assists were yeah. going through the. I mean, there was times he where it was like it he, he's averaging like. 
like 12, 13, 14 assists per game for like a whole entire week. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And even last year, he like, last year was when we were like, oh, Trey's not just a, he's not a three point shooter like that anymore. And it's not because he physically can't do it. It's just, he can't just sit here and settle for three pointers. And he's yeah. not doing that. Mm. And he's changed his game. I think he made an All NBA last year or something like that, or the year before. But, um, those uh, are deservedly yeah. so. All NBA in 2020. Yeah, last like, year. Those are deservedly so. And people gave him hate. And it reminded me when Dame got a first team a couple years ago. And it was like, what do you mean? And it's like, no, look at the numbers he's putting up. Yeah, the team isn't cooking like that. But that Hawks team, they were the, the exact. They were like straight down the middle 500 in basically every category along with their record. And they fired their coach three yeah. quarters of the way through the and season. He's dealt with trade rumors this season and all these things. But he's still a good player. So if we sit here and we go two people, Ja and Trey, you have arguments for all NBA. And Ju and Jalen, yeah, that's crazy. If you think about it, just going off, just going off of the Hawks head coach getting fired. That's the second time that's happened in the past few years because mm -hmm. they they fired Lloyd Pierce. Mm -hmm. Yep, for Nate, for Nate, well, the, and they fired Nate. Well, the problem is that you knew Lloyd was on a sinking ship when they brought in Nate McMillan as a lead assistant. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh boy, you bring in a veteran coach to this, a younger guy's coaching staff. You knew how that was going to end, but yes. So hopefully it's different with uh, Quinn Snyder, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I would, yeah, I totally forgot about Trey, but yeah, I, I would say that definitely a snub when you take in consideration he played seventy three games, so he there played almost twenty a, games more than lot, than stuff. That's a lot of games, bro. I can't even. I got to be consistent with that because like, I, how many I did Jalen play? Jalen Brown, Brunson, uh, the big Brunson, got you right now. My guess is at least sixty five. He couldn't have missed more than 20 games this year. 68. Oh, there you go. But De but JB's been getting shitted on all year, though. So that's like him not mm -hmm. winning. He, not him not getting an all-star, no most improved, no, you know. I, who even won most improved? Sabonis? No, it was somebody else. No, it was, uh, wasn't it Lori? Marketing. Yep. That's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. No. I'm not mad at that. I like, mm -hmm. I like Lori, too, but it's like, damn, JB, like. Bing. I'm just curious about his numbers. I don't know if he would have Who, all NBA case. Uh, Lori Markkinen? or about his numbers, yeah. You said Lori Markkinen? Yes. Okay. The big lore. 25, 8, and 1. Well, I mean, I don't really don't count his assists for, like, big men, but... Yeah. 8.2 win share. That's pretty good. And he shot 40% from three? Look at him. Wow. Yeah. He did a really good season. Lori Legend. Lori... <laughs> Lori Bird. I like the marksman. Oh, speaking of which, is he still doing... Uh, in the military, Army stuff? yes. <laughs> he is still currently in the military. I think it's all off season. Oh, damn, like I really hope it's like Sweden don't go to war or some shit. Somebody just sent me a really good Denmark or no Finland. Finland? So, oh yeah, I guess it makes sense because his nickname is the Finisher. So NBA on oh. ESPN under the new guidelines in the upcoming CBA, the following players would have fallen short of the 65 game minimum to be eligible for all NBA selection: Jimmy, Giannis, Dame, LeBron, and Steph. So. You probably replace everybody that we just named with those five players. So you replace it with Trey, JB. But it doesn't. The ja. posi positions don't even matter. I mean, we'd probably well. Positions don't matter. It's positionless too. Uh, that's true. So after really, this season, yeah, so Trey, game. JB, Ja, Lori, Boss, would you put in there? Harden. Yeah. You put in the hard. hard. Harden. You kind of have well, to put. I, I don't like, know if he played enough games. Oh no! Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Nah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Fuck happened to Julius's eye? That nigga looked like it's allergy season. He got poked in the eye early. That's oh. when you were like, "What happened to Julius?" Oh damn! Yeah, he, he got poked in the eye. He looked like the giant he was from uh, Hell's Paradise. That's so deep. I'm crying. <laughs> All right. Um. 
Oh, can I can I take a second? Yes. Can I take you a second? Take his, you oh, yeah, you, you go take... do your old NBA thing. Because you're the only one who really wants to talk about it. Bro, <laughs> this old defense shit is ridiculous. Because how in the world? How in the world, bro? Nick Claxton not get picked. And on top of that, no first place votes. And on top of that, only 25 second place votes. You got to be shitting me, bro. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad right. song. Ooh. It's crazy because Miles was in the oh, <laughs> Miles was, Miles went in the chat first. Oh, <laughs> boo -boo. In case you haven't learned, Miles is an instigator. The, <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is I didn't even say anything in the group chat. Miles hit it up first. He was like, damn, Claxton got snubbed. And he had like three different text messages about it too. Yeah, nah. I mean, listen, <laughs> I got my own sentiments, but at the end of the day, Nick Clacton is not my guy, so I can really say whatever <laughs> I, just, I just say whatever I want about him. My boy came through with the Clack shirt supporting his man. I respect it. It's good. It's good, but it's not enough. My son said, He was, <laughs> yo, I'm really happy you supported your mans. I do not care. Yeah, nah. <laughs> what now? Nah, was uh, the Mike Tomlin? Uh, in the interview, we do not care. Nah, after <laughs> no nah, after la after the last game when when we lost and then I I, I see John's text point nah, five seconds after. <laughs> I say, you know what? Nah, I'm not holding back on none of y'all players, none of y'all teams no more. Fuck y'all niggas, bro. bro. What? The Claxton yeah. thing Wait, was time before out, that. Time out. Time out. Time out. Giants. The Claxton thing was before no, that. No, the Claxton thing. When the Claxton the Claxton thing was yesterday. When the all NBA team uh, defensive team dropped yesterday. It was yesterday. It was oh, yesterday. Okay. I'm like, wait, time out. So John, John makes a crack at the Knicks. I'm like, what do you say? Fuck me Dude, for? <laughs> I wasn't even trying to make a crack at the Knicks. The 50 cents John I was, said, I was trying to pick up my guy Jimmy in the Heat, and they just so happy to be playing the Knicks. Uh, John said, "Fuck Randall, fuck Grimes, <laughs> oh and fuck Mitch Robinson." I'm like, what do you say? Fuck, fuck me for? <laughs> oh, this nigga got no hands. You ass. <laughs> nah, but nah, but seriously though, Nick Claxton definitely better defender. I are. But why I, do they I should, classify him as a center though? That's why because was, he plays center. He yeah, plays the majority yeah, of his yeah, minutes at center. Like, yeah. But that's mean? that's my issue with Evan Mobley because it's bad. not fair that yeah, it's not fair that Evan Mobley gets to go in as a real forward. power forwards on that team. Well, right, <laughs> we don't got none. Yeah. Just center and guards and wings. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's fair that Evan Mobley gets to go in as a forward when it's literally him and Jared Allen. I feel like they're very interchangeable with what both being seven foot. Like it doesn't matter you're who's not, playing no, no, center. No, 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 it does because you're not playing Jared Allen at power forward. The you're way not. they won their team, it doesn't matter. It does because they both they both do the same thing. The only difference is that Evan Mobley can just, I guess, kind of shoot from 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 the wing. Evan Mobley is more of an offensive threat than Jared Allen. That's fine. You can and be an Jared Allen grabs more rebounds, right? So it, which one, if you're looking at no, it, is more of a center? It, just because you're, a, I, I, I mean, there's, there's centers that are more offensively gifted than a lot of power forwards and a lot of swings and, and et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, defensively, defensively, okay, they do the same thing. And who are you lining? Who are you putting at? You're like, think about it. You're talking about the centers that are more offensively minded. You would never sit here and go, "Yeah, Joel Embiid's a power forward." But yeah, what? But what does forward. offense have to do with? I'm talking the about defensive. if you're playing them next to each other. If you're playing them next to each other and they play next to each other a lot, one of them is clearly a center. One of them is clearly a power forward. I just don't think that they. It, even in that case, then I don't think he still. I still don't think he deserves it. You don't think it, he should be on an All NBA team? I mean, if, all if, defensive team? If anything, maybe second. But again. Who was who was the power forward on second? The power forward on second was OG Ananobi. Because the center was. So you're putting him Well, actually, first? no. I guess it would be Bam out of Bio. Sorry, not Bam. Draymond Green. Draymond. 
and then OG at the at a forward. So are the are forward. the defensive teams gonna become positionless? I hope too? they I hope they do. Okay. Because again, I know it's a personal bias, but I just didn't see anything that Evan Mobley did. Or honestly, I I would say that Claxton had better or at least on par defensive numbers as Bam Adebayo. All right, you're able to switch onto the on on on, on to, to guards just as good. You rebound the ball, double digit rebounder, like I I don't know. Again, bias, and I'm angry about it. But even if I don't, even if he didn't make the team, I don't think I'd, I'm that mad about that. It's just how he only got 25 second place votes and zero first place votes. Yeah, that's yeah, it was that, no, make, no, the, the, the crazy. voting breakdown yeah. was worse than the fucking. Uh, you, you yeah, said, I'm more yeah, mad at the yeah, voting yeah, breakdown yeah, than the actual yeah. teams themselves. Because, like, I, I think everybody on these teams, I don't think there's anybody here that doesn't deserve to be in the conversation for all, all defense. Shit. But, I mean, come on. Come on, come on, man! Come on, man! Also, Drew Holiday is just a lock, it's just a lock for like all defense. Yeah, bro, he has ninety four of the first place has, votes. He like. has he has five, I think five. Yeah, five defensive teams. Yeah, where to Drew, man? I mean, he deserved it. What? He, and fucking Brooke Lopez got one too. That's his first, I think. Second, second. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in defensive player of the year voting. I mean, he, he I, I agree. Brooke should have been. Should have been an All NBA team. I, 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 I agree. I, I'm not yeah. saying I disagree. It's just kind of crazy. Like you think about like how Brooke Lopez was when he first came into the league versus he has like done all the things to shape his career for longevity and to be useful to championship teams. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Give him all the flowers. He's Kenny about Atkinson. he's about as elite of a role player as you can get. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Wish I had a guy like that on my team. Yo, I just it, this is just a sidebar. Like I don't really like care to talk about the Celtics series, but it's funny because. As Al Horford went 0 for 6 last night in the first quarter shooting Bruh. threes, I'm just like, y'all are just going to keep passing him the ball. Y'all are really just going to keep passing him the ball. And the other JT just didn't do nothing to offset it. Again. It's a great fucking again, foul. Again, I'm, I'm keep saying it until people start realizing it more and more. Jason Tatum, man. The, the Celtics' success hinges a lot more on Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. I'll tell you what, the Sixers series right n- that's going on right now is very much indicative of that. And neither of these guys are showing up in the fourth quarters, though. Yeah, that's that is that like is very both of these guys. James Harden. James Harden is. James Harden having his playoff moment. He <laughs> absolutely is as the number two. Yeah, just not in games two and three, just, but yeah. <laughs> games one, four, and five. Yeah, man, he's uh, unf- I fear he's him. Sadly, Dude. he's him. Sadly, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just very curious, like the whole Jalen JB thing, and like. Because at this point, you just it's just the consistency aspect with Tatum. Like, we know this guy, what he's capable of. Like, we literally saw him going toe-to-toe with Braun in his rookie season. We've seen him have these great stretches in the postseason, and we've seen him have these horrible stretches, and it's like, which one are you? Like, and the same thing, like, with, with JB as well. Like, yeah, JB definitely picks up the psych, and it's definitely more noticeable in the bad Tatum games. But then there's also times where Tatum's playing well, and JB is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like JB's handles have like regressed. It just doesn't feel like he's as strong with his dribble as he was. Mm. Um, which I'm out. Let's go, oh, man. Here we go. Oh. Thank God. Nick's doing Nick things. Thank God. This is like the largest lead we had all series. <laughs> no funny shit. Has to be. I I think <laughs> thirteen um, points. I yeah. Think when yeah. It comes to Celtics, it's like, or when it comes to Tatum, what you're saying, like especially in the playoffs, like the thing that separates good players from great players is consistency. Anyone in the league can do these things, and Jason Tatum has shown that he's done it enough throughout the regular season to be labeled as uh, all NBA caliber player. Mm. But it's 
if we're going to sit here and we're going to put him on this pedestal and do all those things, like he's got to live up to what he gave us in that rookie year, what he gave us. in even though, you know, the year they made the finals, mm -hmm. there's a lot of asterisks on their, their finals appearance, just like the Suns. Um, but like, I, I th again, it's not like I hate Jason Tatum. I think he's a good player. My, my angst, I would say originally started when people were trying to say he was better than Luca. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just, the Celtics are just not, they're like, I just honestly don't think either of them have a strong enough, like, personality to really be that sort of leader that it takes. Like, I remember uh, we spoke about it a couple weeks ago. I don't, I think it was episode Miles wasn't here, mm -hmm. but like, I remember seeing a tweet where it's like, Tatum and Booker love to talk about that like Kobe Mama mentality and all these things. They want to be like the next Kobe like player, but the person who's most like that is Jimmy. I don't think either of those guys are the leader that's like that or are really built like that. And I think Booker's had a phenomenal like series and has done all of these things. Last game, it wasn't really like that. And on top of that, like he's doing this alongside another elite scorer where, you know, it, both of those guys have someone who's next to them. Who's who's like that. Jalen Brown's in a, like an elite player. Mm -hmm. Kevin Rance, an elite player. Like they're doing it with someone next to them. And I think I'm not gonna say that takes away from it, but it's a little easier. Versus if you're by where Jimmy's best player doesn't like to play offense, <laughs> like second best scorer is 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 is, is hurt, like mm -hmm. Oladipo hurt, like yeah. And Oladipo wasn't even in the rotation coming in the playoffs, even yeah, when he was healthy. He definitely yeah. wasn't. That so nigga got in on the win. It's it's Bam, and like I said, Bam isn't like it's the game game two. Jimmy didn't play. Bam was not aggressive offensively, and now Jimmy comes back, and it's like, to me, that's, you want to talk about leadership? That's it coming back and be like, I'm going to give you the fucking ball, go score. If I'm giving you the ball, go score, type shit. Hey, listen. And I can't sit here and Jimmy's say that either Tatum or Booker are doing those things. Booker's, again, put together phenomenal numbers, but like, if you talk about the leadership capabilities of what you're, if you're supposed to be the guy on that team. I mean, we knew I feel like Jimmy, it's also hard to be that type of leader when, yeah. like, Chris Paul is there. I don't give a fuck. No, I, I, no, I, I get it. The reason why I say this is because when Chris Paul got there, I've said it's been Chris Paul's teams, even though the whole thing is, oh, it's Devin Booker's team because he scores more points. It has not that. been Devin Booker's team. I have second that. It hasn't been. I've Honestly, the Celtics that. is more Al Horford's team. We're being fucking honest. Whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. From a leadership that. standpoint, whoa. I would say, I would say Marcus Smart. I would say Marcus Smart. All right, like, that's fair. If that's anything, Marcus Smart. Smart's there, Draymond. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, John McEnroe's there. Wow, where the him? He always there. Yeah, yeah nah, I... I <laughs> hey, hey. Nigga, Chris. Nah, yo, what if it's Knicks, Lakers, and then it's... it's uh, what are you doing here? Sierra Why are you doing here without Russell? Who's Walter that guy? legend. Them fucking... Wait, time out. Wasn't Russ was just in Denver? He was. For the Suns game, like, literally yesterday. He was. Hold on, what's going hey, on here? Back in the market, bro. This nah, is she so probably nasty. she probably here on some like uh, you know, like yeah. photo shoot or whatever. Bench two points. That's a, that's the other reason why we're probably gonna lose this shit because our we ain't got nothing from our bench all series. You got your man scoring. the most elite scouting department across the board. Oh yeah. Whether it's coaches, whether it's players. Coming right. into game five, Knicks were getting outscored from their bench. I think it was like one sixteen to like fifty something. Yeah, it's disgusting. It and the thing bad, is, bad. who is on the fucking the Heat bench? Kevin Love, Max Struess, nah, Kyle Lowry. Kevin, Love been starting. Kyle yeah. Lowry. That's just a bad turnover. Caleb Martin. It's a good board. 
Prime Ray Allen, Caleb Martin. <laughs> prime Ray Allen. <laughs> That's what they were saying after game two. They Might were like, this well. is what happened when Caleb Martin is a Prime Ray Allen. Yeah, may, yeah they, they're coming back down to earth tonight, missing threes. We're only up by seven. This and, is uh, so oh, crazy. Peak Sean Bradley, Ty, uh, Cody Zeller. <laughs> That's a great comparison. <laughs> I hate. Peak Sean Bradley is amazing. I Don't you hate. dare say anything bad about Sean Bradley. Now nah, do I it. I hate that Sean Bradley has so many Mavericks records just because he was there for a long time. Show some respect. No. Man. I d- Franchise what the fuck? Cornerstone. How much did Sean Bradley help Dirk Davisi? Please tell me. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> How? Okay. Oh, wow. John is what does that have to do with his basketball ability now? He wasn't in a wheelchair when he was playing. He loved looking like Al Horford from last it's like, night. It's like, Street saying, she's it's, saying it looked like he was. Is this, it was a Space Jam? <laughs> he was in Space Jam. And he was in a wheelchair in Space Jam, I think. They all were because they didn't know what the hell was wrong with them. <sighs> Thank but, like, God. It, it's the same thing th- that Christ. I said about Make like these niggas take time before outs. where I was like all of these things about like Carl Anthony Towns. Like, yes, I, I have nothing. I'm not going to say anything bad about Carl Anthony Towns as a person, but best believe if he's going to play poorly, I'm going to call him out for playing poorly. Carnathy Town's not the big purr, apparently. He also apparently refers to himself as big purr. Did you see him on Paul George's podcast? I, I didn't see the full video. Did you see the clip? I did not see the clip. It was it was him talking about him and uh, Jokic. Mm-hmm. He started off with saying, well, first of all, his nickname is Joker and mine is Big Purr. <laughs> the only purr I recognize is Sir Purr from the Panthers, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, Robbie Anderson for not knowing who the hell he was <laughs> the first game there. Oh Wait, boy, was Robbie just signed somewhere. Who knows, man? He did. Um, Miami. Miami feels right. Yeah, I think it was Miami. He's somebody's third option, so I think he, I think Miami actually Great does sound right. Or, That's a damn shame. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. That team. Hey, listen, it's all good. R.I.P. That team. What you it's, say all, it's all good. I'll get into I'll get into Jets shit when it's time. Look, 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 look what we've done the last few years, but it's not. Let's just say Miami play. should have drafted a quarterback. That's what they should have done. Damn. John is an, John is anti-Hawaiian. This is crazy. That is not true. So why should they draft a quarterback? You don't believe in the Hawaiian? I'm starting sensation? left tackles, Polynesian. <laughs> yeah, I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah, that was my, uh, that my was brother's. Uh... We drafted a Hawaiian dude this year. What are you talking about, bro? No. <laughs> my brother's mailman. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's one, one of them. And with that, everybody, I think I think that's all we have on sports. It's, it's got to be. It's got to <laughs> be. Please. please. Shout, out, shout out the Yankees. First sweep of the season. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yes, oh, sir. Boy. Judge back in the lineup, please. Are we a good or bad team? Who knows? Who knows? Big, big Bader energy. <laughs> Are we a good or bad team? Yes. <laughs> oh, like my tweet the other day? Yeah. My, ah, Miles seen it. I was a, yeah. John, do you see it? <laughs> It was um, a tweet on uh, the Twitters between the, I think it was like Selma Hayek. And, oh, um, yes, 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 yes. I, I did see that one. John's about to get tight. He slammed down a water bar. I said, yes, where else would your tweet be? He said, it was on the Twitters. John said, I didn't even realize I said that. He did it mad subtly. He did it mad subtly, yo. I didn't slam it, but I was really like, well, where else is the going to be? Felt, hold like, on. It felt like yes, it my, my hand is here. I felt the shake. I said, God damn, nigga, don't break the table, Jamal. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, he could have seen the tweet on Instagram. Could have. Because yeah. I remember I had a viral tweet that made it onto World Star Hip Hop's Instagram <laughs> years ago. This is, oh, yeah, I, th- I, remember, I think. You did tell me about this. I don't remember what the tweet was, was? but... Yeah, it was some some woman tweeted it out. She was like, oh, can't believe I finally uh, 
paid off all my student loans and I quoted it and said, oh, I can't wait to tweet this in 2074. Yes, I do remember that too. <laughs> I remember when that, I, I saw, also saw that tweet on the Twitter. So See, yes. There you go. Had you picked up on that? Because I was like, "There's no way." I'm not going. I didn't even, I didn't even notice said, you did that. It was it was a tweet <laughs> on the Twitters. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Uh, All right, boy. let's talk some anime. Let's do it. <laughs> we start off with Weber. Yeah. Weeb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that we've wrapped up sports, uh, it is time for our anime segments. The first one being Weeb Weekly. We watch an episode of my ongoing show each week. Um. We have been watching Hell's Paradise, which is a super dope new show that's come out. Uh, visually, it looks great. Story's been super engaging. Action scenes are fire. Um, I'm I'm all in on this one. Uh, this week was episode six, I believe. Um, and it was this one was mostly a fight scene. It wasn't the sort of big plot development things. Um, but we we did see some some We did see some character development as well. But most of it was action. Um, we see them fight the, the giant of Boozin. Um, you know, we get a little bit of his backstory, which is very similar to Big Mom from One Piece. There's a lot of similarities to the other anime. What's the character's name? Uh, the giant of Boozin, I believe. No, from One Piece. Big Mom. Big Mom. Yeah. Mm. Is it a giant woman? Yeah. Oh, okay. Her backstory was, um, she has these things called hunger pains where, uh, when it goes on, she just wants this one specific type of food. And completely blacks out and basically goes on a rampage. So a woman in heat. Sorry. I mean, sound, I mean just you know, for food. For, for, um, <laughs> and she the metaphors. And as you don't get an eggplant. As a, she was a kid in an orphanage, and as a kid, oh, no. that happened, and she ended up eating. Like it's it's insinuated that she ate her, her caretaker and the other orphans because when she came to, she was like, "Where did everyone go? I was abandoned." Damn, hungry, hungry hippo ass. Yeah. So um kind of wild so that yeah just put that one together but um you know we find out about his backstory and we see like how formidable of an opponent he is for gabimaru to be like i gotta be perfect because this motherfucker could really kill me um we also you know um we don't really learn more about um what the fuck's her name so sagiri 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 yep yeah i was like i know it's like the shit from blue lock chigiri um but we, we don't learn a ton more about her, but what we do learn is that she's only ranked low because the ranking is based on your ability to lead the clan. And they're like, you're a woman, so we're going to put you the lowest ranking. And they're like, yeah, but in terms of talent and sword skill, she is the best. Yep. Like, she is the most skilled to Simon. Um, and, you know, she finally let that shit go. It was really funny, though, in the moments where she was trying to figure it out. Where she kept bouncing the blade off a of homie and all that shit. Oh, when you're trying to figure out that, yeah, you got to actually cut the nigga like this shit makes sense, not like... No, know. no, she thought about that. Yeah, and right. she was just like, I, I'm I'm trying to cut with emotion. That's what it was. She was like, I'm putting... Because she did the whole, I'm doing this for my fallen comrades, and then it didn't work. I and a, she was like, okay, I got too angry. I have a feeling Matt might remember, so don't be mad that I'm putting you on the spot, Matt. But the dude that was telling her, like, yeah, get in the kitchen was like... He said something about her being, like, in the middle or something like that. Yeah, or where, when he gave a sword. What did, What was it that What was it that he said, though? It was like... He showed it in the flash. So, he, yeah, was like, was, he, he was like... I knew uh, I was remember. He was like how, you know, some people see... Like strength and weakness, but you see both. Like you, you More see the balance move. or something yeah, like he that. He was like your your, your path middle? isn't on one one side of the road or the other. It's right down the middle. Yeah, so lean into something. That. Yeah, your middle or so, or some mm. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good. It was a very good metaphor for her to like figure out like you know how to defeat the big dude. And this is what um Gabi Mara was basically saying in the last episode about her being so strong is that you know 
it's not just about the physical strength. It's mm-hmm. more than it's more than just that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was like a good like kind of. She has all the other capabilities to be great. She just got to unlock it. Exactly. Um, I I really like that those moments from this episode of where they go, where she comes up and she's like, yeah, like I know what I got to do, and then at the end where, um. They go, all right, I think we should go to where the monsters are coming from. That's the thing that makes the most sense. And then she's like, what about the rest of your Simon? And she's like, by us finding it first, that means I'm taking them. I, I'm I'm not worried about them because if we find it first, we could all leave together sort of shit. And he goes, all right, we're now on the same page. Like, I don't have to worry about you anymore. You've now shown that you can handle yourself in these situations. And you've now shown that you're not distracted by anything else or worried about anything else. It's let's complete the mission. Let's go on our way and everything yep. will take care of itself. So I thought those were the biggest character growth points and outside of that it was just a lot of fire action stuff man um i think the whole fight scene was cool i think um we got to see scene. a lot more of gabimaru's powers <laughs> we saw him go through the fucking the move list yeah, um, he, trying he, to see the em- combo yeah, list he emptied the whole fucking clip i was like damn yeah. bro can you give me some like can we work up to this like nah, you, know you know what that reminded me of it reminded me of when i'm playing harry potter and i gotta go through my spells list but you can only have four in the chamber so you dude have to like kind of pause mm. to swap them out I think he was, he was switching through his Expelliarmus, his Ascendio. I finally start that. Scene. His Avada Kedavra, you know. I've had that shit since before it came out, and I have not touched it yet. Damn, nah, you're missing out. I just saw a commercial for it, because they're advertising it now with the bundle for PS5. Ooh, buddy. Also, really random, is it bad that I've always thought that they should have had the killing spell be Abracadabra? Yes. Like, as just a... That's as, a joke. Just so an evil. FU type joke. Like, everything else is mad serious about Harry Potter, but Abracadabra. Being the, the thing <laughs> that actually murdered. It's the thing that That's actually, actually really good. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, you know you know the scene where, where Voldemort... If it was Abracadabra! <laughs> Poof, your life's gone. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> Fuck your life. <laughs> your mother's ass. Oh, boy. All right. Um, Damn, that's upsetting. Uh yeah, I find it I find it really hilarious that in every type of like movie, TV show, whatever, when it's a female protagonist trying to defy, especially a, if it's back in the day, yeah, trying to defy a male dominated thing, it's not until the very end of an episode when that nigga dying, where it's like, you know what, I was wrong about you, <laughs> sis. Maybe girls can play. <laughs> like what? That's definitely Why? <laughs> that's definitely the vibes that it was given. And at home, he just wouldn't die the rest of the episode. We just like we right, kept bro, looking over like. How are you not dead? You were literally chopping you ever my son. Oh my my son literally got his whole fucking side like bit off of him, bro. You guys Ripped haven't watched him. Kung Pao into the fist, right? No. Okay, we gotta watch that. And that shit, they do the whole thing where, if you didn't know, it's a guy like a white dude dubbed himself into an old kung fu movie and dubbed over all the words and in it he goes <laughs> wait is this live action wait time out didn't we watch that wait, is together it, wait, it's i hope so it's live yeah action. we watched wait, that it's live action right yeah oh yeah so we, we watched watch it. we watched so it. in yeah, that yeah, shit where um where they go he's like oh my god master you're not dead and he was like no i just groaned and rolled over it didn't mean i died <laughs> like that's <laughs> oh, yeah, basically what that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah, felt like that, we were just like, wait, you're alive? And I was like, yeah. Like, why do you think I was dead? Like, nah, but motherfucker was like, it, it's too late for me. Um, speaking of that, when uh when Four Eyes was hung up by um the female ninja. Yeah, what, what was that about? I'm what very do you confused. Mean? All right, so like. All right. I don't know why that confused you so much. No, it confused me because isn't the nigga supposed to be in a Simon? Yeah. That nigga's supposed to be badass, right? Yeah. No. 
No. Kind of. I He's, feel like he kind of got to I mean, be badass like, to be an assignment. You talking about the dude that got killed? No, the four eyes. That's oh, being. I mean, he still might be strapped. We don't know. We don't. We don't know. Why we is he looking like a helpless little infant right now? I mean, listen. He knows his role. What is his role? Gather information and keep I everyone get alive. I know. I get that. I get that. Why are you out here looking like a bitch? I don't. I don't understand. But at the same time, why are you letting her talk to you like that? You well, can first kill of her. All, I don't. True. First of all, <laughs> you just because <laughs> someone has the ability doesn't mean that you'll let them. So it's not like she's going to just, it's not like he's stronger than her. She's still strong in her own right. So if she catch him lagging, she call him lagging. I'm just, he can't get himself just out of his jacket. Like he look. But why, I'm, I'm why like does he, he just want look, to? He's looking like, why would he want to? Yeah. Have some pride. Damn. <laughs> you out. Niggas, so, no, your, your teammate's think, about okay. to die. And so you I out think here this like. Is, I think this is the ruse. Right, because in that moment where he goes, "Can you let me down so I can go attend to my fellow student?" She goes, "You're not that type of guy." I, I, and, yep. and he gets quiet, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And then she's like, "Just so you know, like, he's like, you're not that type of guy, and you'd much rather sit here and then see what happens, observe the monsters, and see how things go. You'd much rather do that." And then he was like, "All right, you, you're right, you're right." So I think there's like there's definitely a darker side to him, and it's we've they've shown most of the assignment have some sort of other side to them, right? We have the one dude who's just super. The one who's with the the girl, the little girl. Ah, uh, he's just super honest of just like he's just a good dude sort of thing. Where mm -hmm. he's like, "You're this isn't your fault. You, you don't deserve it." Someone talks to me, come out, right? Outside of that, I patch dude was a dickhead. Genji's um Genji who obviously was like, "You're a woman, go home." The other part of it too was he had a soft spot for women. Mm -hmm. We have homie who's with the swordsman who has an anger issue. Mm -hmm. Who he was like, "You like to dissect corpses? Mm -hmm. Like you're doing this for the research side of it." Like all of the assignment have had a dark side to them in some capacity. So his might just be like similar to how the one who likes to learn information from the corpses and test medicines. Like that can he can only do it on the corpses, which is technically immoral, but he doesn't care. Like that's his dark side. This dude's dark side might be, I'ma just get other information however I can. Cause he also watched sis torture the other dude who she said she was going to be a partner with to learn information about the world around them. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So, Wait, what about the brother? Does he have a dark side? We well, the, the brother is, he wasn't in Simon. He was actually a criminal and was only doing this to help his brother escape. Uh, of course. Was he a criminal? Yeah. We got, he, we got that backstory? Yeah. I, no, we. I know we got the brothers. I know the... He was part oh, of we the got gang. Oh, we got it in the last episode. He was That's part of the did. gang. Him and his brother took over how did the they, gang. How did they get split up again? I think it was when they were starting to raid the gang he was like yo escape i'll hold them off oh gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha 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 copy so copy, like copy. all of the assignment have a dark side to them okay gotcha so his might his might be like some i'm just want to learn all the information about everything regardless of whatever happens to the people around me all right you can still do that and not look like you're in a baby no it's a it's it's a um it's a distraction it's to make it seem like he doesn't have that it's to make it seem like he's just oh man i'm here i sew things i gather food like, ah, uh, no, I, could, I couldn't possibly have malicious intent behind me. I hear you. Like, I get stuck in these situations. Oh, no. I hear you. But I feel like nobody was even paying attention. He could have just been sitting in that tree. How you know you're not playing her? Well, trying to play her. Because we know she's trying to play someone at all times. Well, that is true. She, her, her, <laughs> nah, Gabi Mara like, yo, you said you was going to help me uh, with some shit. All right, time to tag in. Yeah, no, nah, I'm just here for moral support. <laughs> she said, I'm here to gather she said, go team. Go, like, nah, she said, saying, go team. You, you fight. She made a whole chant for him. Let's go, Gabu Maru. <laughs> and like, I said, I said, of course Gabi I did. Maru. 
I said, I don't trust this bitch. Not y'all doing Yankees roll call for fucking... <laughs> for Gabby. <laughs> Gabby. Gabby. <laughs> Nigga gonna do the flex. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, nah, he gonna come in doing the dynamic entry shit. Like, how he get into the episode? What's up? <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. Oh, uh, but, um... Yeah, I, I I definitely enjoyed this episode. Um, I think another... There's a couple things I got on it. Um, one... When she finally, you know, they took advantage of the situation and she killed the giant. It was the first time that she executed someone and they didn't look to her with disgust and hate. And I think that's going to be relevant because she talks about, you know, whenever she chops someone's heads off and she saw the light leave their eyes, they always looked at her with like evil intent and that was weighing on her. Right. Mm -hmm. So this time, like he was like, I'm put out of my risen, my misery. I'm not being judged. And that's what she right? was saying. I, I can tell mm -hmm. you never wanted to hurt people. Mm -hmm. You were just misunderstood. Yeah. And then she's like, and the people who wanted to, the people who hate you are gone now. Like no one hates you sort of thing. Exactly. Um, so I think that's going to be relevant. And I think that also just is another thing to add to her character growth. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really intrigued about these hermits. Oh, um, me too. Yeah. About what the hell's going to go on with there. And I'm really starting to think, like, with the episode left on off on this wild cliffhanger, and I'm starting to think that after, especially with the two brothers, who they mentioned before, oh, um, it truly feels like we're in, like, what's supposed to be heaven, and we're being judged for our sins by these creatures, mm -hmm. by these, like, deities of some sort. So I'm thinking this is, like, a Dante's Inferno scenario. They're calling everything it's supposed to be heaven, but in reality, it might be hell and this is like levels of sin so now we can look at those two and think of it as lust so that's what i'm thinking Ooh, okay like it's super random we see a lot of gold around it like lust greed is also another thing you know so like the so you two think of them maybe there's looking, like a gold pot or some shit I, I don't know but i'm just thinking of like the other sins of possibility of like this is the first time that we see gold like because the statues around them or the, the things around them are gold but then now we have the two of them being horny and making out. Right. And then they end up walking in on them. And then they, the look on them was sort of like, you should not be here sort of thing. Or like, I'm getting caught. People shouldn't be seeing this. So I think it, it could be like, as they get deeper into the island, they're going through like Dante's Inferno, which are going through the different layers of hell because he's trying to get his wife. But it's like, you're going through the different layers of hell. Is there like things based off of the different sins? Not quite in like a full metal alchemist way, but in like a, they they had to deal with other people going, you're murdering people and now we're going to try and kill you. And, you know, they the brothers obviously ended up winning that fight. But like they sat here and they're like, these are godlike figures here. So that's my theory. It's not a bad theory. I like that. Yeah, what are some of the other uh, sins? Uh, so lust, greed, greed lust, gluttony, gluttony, pride, pride, jealousy, jealousy. Is adultery, is adultery one? Nah. I don't know. I know that's a... That's a commandment. That's a, that's yeah. a commandment. There's two more. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of like how these things would play off on the island. Sloth. Sloth. Yes. Sloth and gluttony. Not. Nah, I could see. I could see how sloth would because maybe some like type of mm. noxious gas or something like that like mm. makes them lazy or just like kind of keeps them trapped in like mm. an area. Wrath. Wrath. Ooh. Pride. Wrath. Definitely. Pride. Greed. Wrath. Envy. Lust. Gluttony. Envy. And sloth. That's what you yep. see. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Yep. Envy. Envy. I can see it. I like it. I'll go with it. True. There it is. Can't wait for the us to interact with more Simon. Yeah. And uh, to see 
school with, with assignment and left. Yo, why every show got a fake Bakugo? Like, I'm just realizing this now. Like, every anime, at least the recent that I've watched in the we, last year. We season. really okay. saw fake Bakugo in this shit. In, the, in, <laughs> in, in, in Blue Lock. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, OD. Um, before, just yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, there's think, nine layers of hell. Yeah. The first one is Limbo. The second is Lust. I didn't know this. The third is Gluttony. The fourth sure. is Avarice. Fifth is Wrath. Heresy, Violence, Fraud, Treachery. Wait, so you said the first one was Limbo? Yeah. Second one is Lust. All right, so all right, have we been in a... I feel like we kind of been in a Limbo. They didn't... I mean... We didn't know where we were. We didn't know what we was dealing with. people are somewhere between life and death because the flowers are blooming for them and things like that. And I now we, just saw Lust. And now we just got Lust. Okay. Saying. Which I feel like we should explore more. Uh, I, I, what's I after that? Gluttony. Ooh, I don't know. Limbo yeah, because have we have niggas eaten yet? Oh yeah, niggas yeah, did. Yeah. Well, they found niggas, the things to make. Well, if you really think about it, I mean, the brothers when they were going through through the whole shit, you could consider that being gluttonous in itself because he was drinking. You know, nah, nah, I nah, think nah, that was nah. more that survival. Because he was like, yeah, yeah, this is how I survived in the mountains. Like yeah. you gotta. He's like in the mountains, you can't get water, so you you drink animal, like blood, like that's your water. Big ass circle of life type shit. I mean, it makes sense. It's crazy. Nice. I mean, if it's an anime, it has to it. it has to be real, right? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, Blue Lock, Blue Lock. Um, Matt, how you feeling? You guys got anything? I feel like I, I know I had a lot to say. Part of it, I feel like, because I couldn't say other things from last week. But um, why not? <laughs> um, I mean, I I feel like this is the first episode where I was like, I could like exhale. Like I I felt like we finally saw some results from the character development and all this like tension that's been building True. Okay. with uh Sigiri and everything so now you feel like the plot can progress now yeah like I, I felt like we were just waiting so long for this moment mm. where we were finally going to see this growth come to some sort of climax or fruition so now that i've felt that i'm like all right fine like what's next mm. so now you know now we can finally start developing the relationship you know, between Sagiri and uh, Gabimaru and, like, actually start to see them work together mm. in a more serious way to find this elixir. Like, now that, like he said at the end of the episode, like, now they're aligned. Mm -hmm. I like how they ended up asking for um, help at the same time, too. Yeah. Like that whole thing where he was like, oh, I was just thinking I needed someone else. And she was like, yeah. Like, where was one of those, like, um, I'm here to assist you. So, I, I like I like that stuff, too. You guys got anything? What, what are the thoughts? Um... I would say either about this theory of the if this is supposed to be this thing you have these these uh old like nomads um i would say the nomads the hermits interested to see what goes on with this fucking village though like mm. real shit like it was they're supposed to be imaginary that's that's what when the the brother was explaining it to bakugo <laughs> it's a bakugo <laughs> Yeah, there's Bakugo here, there's Bakugo in fucking Blue Lock. There's a Bakugo in every universe. Here, there, everywhere. <laughs> right. That's a, all right, that, that's a good one. Who's Bakugo in Naruto? I was just thinking that, damn. I think um, I, I know who it is. Blah, 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 blah. Who is Bakugo to in me, Naruto? To me, it's Kiba. I yep. mean, Kiba, he's yeah. mad loud, he's say always Kiba, saying this wild ass but, shit, and everyone's like, yeah, all right, sure. I'm going to be but Hokage. Kiba, Kiba, all right, Kiba. Is Kiba him? <laughs> Kiba's not, Kiba not strapped, though, like the other Bakugos. I know, Bakugos. but we don't know how strapped this Bakugo is, and we don't know how strapped the other Blue Lock Bakugo is either. I don't know. Blue Lock Bakugo, he, he, at least he's doing something. He's just saying sexy soccer, bro. But That's he all did. he's saying. He, he has not done any sexy soccer. 
He's been a team player. Bro, we was just up he by was a team 17. Player. How are we just up by 17? We're now up by... This is the shit that I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> Yo, I can't. Oh, they just showed that. You see that stat they just showed? No, I don't want to. No, 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 Please. Listen, please. we got to tell the people. You t you tell the people then. Damn, go ahead. Nigga John was Two comeback wins of 15 plus or more in the second half. That's, that's, that's I think it was fourth quarter, actually. That's nasty work. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, I know the first, that Bucks game four was... 13 quarter. points in the fourth, and then the Bucks game five was 16 points mm. in the fourth. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's it's okay. We, that's it's okay, man. They're gonna, um, they're gonna pull it out. Okay, oh, yeah. So I think Kiba, Kiba, who okay, who is Kiba. Dragon Ball Z's Dragon Ball Z's. Oh, it's Vegeta. Yes, Vegeta. Yep. absolutely yep. Vegeta, absolutely Vegeta. But he is like really like the original, mm -hmm. the, like Vegeta. He has this way about him, like especially like as like the the well, Saiyan saga like ended, like yeah. he has this way about him where he can be like somewhat calm but somewhat like I'm still being a dickhead and an asshole at the same time. Yes, you know, but like, he just he, he was a he, he was power of the pen in the wrong way. Yeah, Vegeta, right? I mean, well, Dragon Ball Z, we talk about power of the pen. I mean, niggas coming back from life. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know, Goku. One, Are you the strongest nigga in the universe? Ah. Peace, Bakugo. I'm just saying. If you gave Naruto three chances, or mm. if you gave Luffy three chances, easy. I'm it's just, a weak you know, I'm just saying. Um, character Blackbeard, I think, is one piece Bakugo. Blackbeard? Yeah. Okay. I feel like um, I've heard some things about him. He's so. OD strap, but he's like, he's the biggest threat. I'll say that. He's the biggest threat, I would say. Um, Yeah. Every show has a Bakugo. Man. Every show does have a Bakugo. All right. Uh, guys, got any thoughts on House Paradise? No. One of my coworkers actually mentioned he started watching it too. Nice. He was just like, he was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm watching House Paradise right now. He's like, it's so good that I think I want to wait and binge. And I was like, damn. I feel, I feel, I feel niggas on that. I'll be on that. Same I'm a binge and, person too. Yeah. Like I just, like I, like I'm, um, uh, I just caught up with the most recent Demon Slayer, and I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. son, I'm already caught up. It's five episodes and shit. I'm like, yo, I, I, I wish I kind of waited. I like to binge, but I like to watch final seasons week to week yeah because like i think that's an experience that's how attack on titan got niggas <laughs> attack yeah, on i thought the shit was over yeah we all did you wasn't the only one i was like boy. oh but it's about to end so now i can catch up and watch yeah. it week to week Brunson, all right brunson Masterclass. but are we done uh, can we move on to the yes, uh, blue locks we absolutely can move on to the next to the um, next now it's time for our og anime segment anime book club uh we've been watching blue lock and this week we did episodes 10 11 and 12. um that shit was thrilling. Very the thrilling. conclusion of, of this thing. Uh I, I didn't get to talk too much about it last week, but um obviously. <laughs> um I didn't get to talk about it at all last week. But uh all right. I'm still enjoying Blue Lock to an extent. Okay. Um I think it's fun to watch. It has these things. But like the same way how you weren't really feeling slice of life. Uh, um I I'm I'm enjoying it more than I feel like you enjoyed Slice of Life. Okay. Or at least our last one. Okay. Um, get to the point. But it just has a ton of super stereotypical tropes. Like what? Like, we now get to the last thing. We have the character who's super, um, who's superficial as fuck. We have the depressed character who's actually a genius, and we have the I'm the greatest in the world character, right? We have the the character who's great without trying, who eventually finds something to make him try, and is still amazing. And then we still win. We have the other one who is his partner who pushes him into these things because no one else really talked to him or did anything. And then he finds the reason. 
we have the it, also in turn the rich kid who got whatever he wants all of a sudden hears the word no and now goes i want to do something else because someone told me i couldn't do it mm. like it is stereotypical trope our stereotypical trope our stereotypical trope this is true and it's fine because it's still entertaining but like i feel like i thought there would be more things that were different right i think the main thing that's different is it's a sports anime that goes you don't have to be a team player and i think that's why it's cool yeah but to me all the other things like it's not really like and and at this point you know we talk about it at film and a lot of the things we just go pretty much everything's been done which is fine like you can do it and put a spin on it or do it in different ways but i feel like a lot of it is just very direct you know what i mean like even how we talk about how some of the characters look like i didn't say it, but in the past year episodes there's a character that looks pretty much it was um one of the side players on team uh, v who looks exactly like a character from haiki like um like we, we talk about the bakugo character right from the personality to the way he looks with the shark teeth and the hair and everything um is a nigga that look just like ichigo exactly yeah. we talk about um the stereotypical tropes of plus ultra um in black clover it's uh surpass your limits surpass your limits yep like all of those all right like we hit our point what are we gonna do we gotta evolve sort of things right and then on top of that like of part of the genre of the sports animes which are why i don't really like it, it's not really my thing is they tend to be like super unrealistic like we, we're getting a bunch of unrealistic stuff which again it makes it for entertainment purposes and that's why i think i'm still having fun and on top of that like sports things whether it's real or, or fictional are one of the few genres that like hit me differently like i don't know what it is like sports shit will get me um and i'll still feel like and it is stressful like when i i gotta catch up on high but like when i was watching that like week to week or when i was watching that really consistently like that was the most stressful anime i watched and at the time there's big ass arcs going on in one piece it's just different right so i i'm enjoying it from sports anime thing i think it's super entertaining i like the part of it that makes it different from other sports animes of it being like this isn't about soccer this isn't about team shit it's about being the best you could be and fuck everyone else but at the same time you're still getting the i want to have fun playing soccer the i can't wait to meet up with the rest of my team at the end of this trial i hope everyone makes it through um those things right so it still has so many stereotypical tropes but like i don't think it's enough of a spin to make me go yeah, this is the best sports anime I've ever watched type shit. The fair way enough. people are reacting. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You've seen a good amount of sports animes that really speak on it. I guess I haven't seen this. I haven't. One. You haven't? No, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like, I never watched Carcos in a Basket because everything I saw about it, I was like, each one of these motherfuckers has some supernatural, superhuman shit. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I mean, like, I'd I be doing some of this shit on the court, but I feel what you're saying. That's why I never had appeal to it. Like, I enjoyed, like, Prince of Tennis um, because I don't think it was super unrealistic, but I didn't watch all of it. Right, it's the same thing like bits and pieces of things like that. Haiki was the first one that appealed to me because it was more realistic, right? And because the things that, like, there were a lot of things that made it relatable, like, just from a I play sports standpoint, and I don't feel like a lot of this is relatable. That's my thing. Okay. So I, I don't think it takes away from the show, but like to me, it it loses some of the appeal of it being super different. Respect. I mean. I don't know. Like, I, I definitely see what you're saying about the characters, but in terms of characters, for most of the 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 it's anime, a shonen anime. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. Yeah, for most of the shonen animes that like I 
Um, for most of the shonen anime, animes that we've seen, I feel like there's always like these stereotypical characters that we might see in some form or some mm. capacity. So I, def- I definitely see what you're saying, but I don't know. I like I like Blue Lock a lot. This shit is like very and en- is mm. very entertaining. I I agree. It is entertaining, and, I, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. Like yeah. I'm still having those moments, like, um, at the end where he figures out, like, not the end, but like, in episode uh, 11 where he figures out his power. Right, where where Kuan goes through the thing where he's like, "Damn, I actually do want to play, um, and make it through." Like where where he's like, "I I figured out what I need to do, but I still want to score. I want to be the guy." Right. At the same time, I sat here and went, "Man's so worried about controlling this damn pass. Like volleying isn't a normal thing in soccer." Right. It took him mad long to figure out he could just hit the ball. I was like, "Dude, you have also like, yeah, from one of these people, like, man has observation hockey." He can. He has game sense. You know what I mean. Yeah. He has all those things, which is super dope. Um, and to make up for the other things, but like I feel like because of that, some of the things became predictable. And I really enjoy things when I don't really know what's gonna happen next. That's why I liked a lot of the parts of it where I was like, oh, I don't know. Like this shit went left. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy that shit. Like some of it, I was like, all right. Like with the, when um Kuan actually did something. Right. I thought he was gonna slide tackle him, but when they kept bringing up the. We're even with points, but we neither of us have cards. I right. was like, he gonna he gonna he gonna foul. Him. Now, do you do you feel like that's also because hmm, actually not because it's it's really a Japanese audience. Like, is it because everybody understands the other sports better, so you don't gotta explain as much? Versus soccer, there's so much technicality to the sport. It's actually worth explaining what the, what this means. Because I don't think they really explained. I don't think they went to the deeper parts of soccer. Kind of because I mean, if you don't really understand what fair play means from like, yeah, before, I, didn't, but, I didn't know what fair play exactly. Meant. Like I didn't know what fair play meant before this past World Cup. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that's because we don't watch soccer like that. But that's my that's my point. You know what I'm saying is that the reason but that, we're the outliers. Like I said, this is a, it's catered to. I'm sorry, John. I'm like half paying attention. Uh, no, but, that, it's. But, I don't but think. It's, it's, but but I but I but yeah. I, yes, we're the outliers. But I'm saying it's made for a Japanese audience, so I get. We're the I'm outliers saying. for the rest of the world. Yes. No. <laughs> like, absolutely. It's not even yes, just Japanese. It's not even just Japanese. Like the only right. people that probably wouldn't know fair play are Americans. This is true. We also do consume a lot of this uh, of Japanese media, though. So. Yeah, I know, but if we're not consuming soccer. I think a lot of people no, do consume soccer. I'm saying I'm saying that yes, we're not consuming soccer, so that might be why they they explained it. I don't know. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make no, sense no, no. of it. No, no, I'm That's saying why. they it wasn't the explaining, it was the fact that they kept bringing it up, made it uh, go, yeah. okay, if they w- like at no point did we, did we feel like they were going to lose the game, y'all? Oh no, we knew that wasn't going to happen, but I mean like they made it made it obvious and me and Justin we spoke about this last mm-hmm. week. We knew that they weren't going to not win the game. And he said that it's obvious they're going to win the game because yeah. if they lose, then they're out of blue lock. Yeah, and but it's still it, enjoyable. Yeah. But that's why, like, like one of the things that I think was super appealing was when they go to the next level and they were like, psych, there's no other levels. Right. That that that, that definitely that threw was me fire. Yeah. That was fire. That was so fire. I did like that. I like that. I like how they threw that monkey wrench in there. Good pass. So that's what I'm saying. I think that the overall art, like the overarching things, I think are cool and are appealing to me in that sense. Like a lot of the little things that are supposed to add into the belt, the development side of it, or like the world building of the other characters and things like that, yeah. it's stereotypical to me. Very, I feel like that's fair. I'm not, it's I'm not taken away from my ability to enjoy the show, yeah, but like it takes away from my overall ranking, I would say. Okay, but I feel, I feel that I'm yeah, gonna be entitled it, to opinions it, in these three episodes, man. We get. Man, people started waking up, man. <laughs> we get yep. them awakening was crazy. Exactly, everyone was, everyone was out here hitting their awakening between episodes eleven and um, ten and eleven. Um, 
I, I'm not here for the Kwan redemption arc. I'm not. Either. I don't want it. I hate it. Hate I don't it. want it. Hate it at all. I hate everything about it. Hate everything about it. Nah. I knew it had to be him. I thought he was gonna all of a sudden want to play. I thought he was gonna be like, because when he goes, "Damn, this is the soccer I've been looking for my whole life," I thought he was gonna all of a sudden want to play and not just foul him. But my son dead ass just dove for his head. Can we also talk about the fact that this nigga Isagi, Isagi really just unlocks his Sharingan. Facts. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And he figured out his missing puzzle piece. He got mm -hmm. spatial. He got multiple badges. That's yeah, he that's does. basically what this whole thing comes down to. How can you unlock your badges? <laughs> so he got spatial awareness. So he basically a floor general out there. Mm -hmm. And he got the direct kicks. That's yeah. tough. He basically can simulate the, the game the in his head. direct kicks is like an alley finisher. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And now he's learning how to do those direct kicks without... A perfect pass. Yeah, I think what's Great. gonna end up happening, and if you kind of saw it. I'm, I know we're just kind of jumping, but like the the abilities that they have is gonna like those puzzle pieces are gonna intertwine with other things. I think you, you see yeah. what I'm saying. Like when when he was doing the the second stage and shit. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna go too jump yeah, too yeah. far, but you I mean, we, yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's episode. Uh, that's episode twelve, right? That's episode twelve. That's yeah, episode. That, episode that, that was a, the second half, yeah. Because because yeah. once he started figuring out, like like how John was saying, like, oh yeah, he kicked the ball and shit. But it was it was more so about how he was doing it, more so than him just doing it. No, but I'm talking about in the beginning, he just kept where he, he just kept going. If if I don't get a perfect touch, he's gonna catch up. If I don't if I don't control it perfectly, he's gonna catch up. I got to do what he did, but I can't do what he did, can I? But then, and then, that's then he when, goes. But, that, but wait, then I no. thought about my other goal. No, so like, but dude. no, but Chigiri, It was what Chigiri said that that triggered that because Chigiri was like was just like remember your goals or remember it's like, it was ba like some, Batra. Batra. but he didn't even say Batra, anything. Batra, to him. Batra, yes. it was the monster shit. Was it, it was the, just, wasn't, yeah. the, wasn't the monster shit? I don't think he I said I think remember your a, goals. I, I specifically remember a part where I just it was Bachira, that, Bachira, he, Bachira, the it, nigga with the yellow hair. I don't think he said it out loud. It's just like a, the, them two understand each oh, other. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, like when he passed him the rock, yeah. but then like he had it in his head like of him, of Bachira saying like remember your shot or your goal or whatever the fuck that he said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I fuck with Bachira. I fuck with him too. I love their relationship. I love how it's like the two of them just like they both go, yo, we know what we're here for, but we understand better than anyone this monster shit. We understand, like, what's really going to score and what's really going to get us through. Mm -hmm. That's why when Nagi was like, I'm going to join y'all. And he was like, I was Batra, fucking with that. Yo, I, I was fucking with that. that and Bachar just looked at him and he was like, yeah. what do you want to do? And he was like, let's go. And he was like, good choice. Yeah. Same shit when, um, when they were all like, oh, we can really choose who we want to play first. And he was like, sorry, y'all. And walked over and they were like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. So let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, I love how they're all like they're on the same page of just going like, because I don't think anyone else on that team would be so with it like Bacher is. Because not only does he understand him at a different level, like they're on the same page about that shit. Yeah, I, it's the only be, person I could say I could think of would probably be Chigiri. Like, that's I don't even think so. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I do agree that Botcher and him have, like, this, like, type of synergy yeah. that, like, isn't matched by anybody. I think the only other person that can understand uh, is Isagi, Isagi, Isagi yeah. is uh, Chigiri. So, the reason why I, I don't feel that is because Chigiri's main battle is with himself. Botcher's main battle was never with himself. And I don't think Isagi's is really with himself either. Was it? Isn't his battle just figuring out how he can unlock his, himself? But he figured it out early to where they're like, yo, he's progressing at the fastest fucking rate right now. Like, it's almost scary how fast he's developing yep. because he knew his limitations. And he's basically the only one who knew their limitations like that. 
he was the one who figured out what the shit meant figured everything else out so he's a step ahead but like Batra is just out here like i'm the best motherfucking dribbler and i know like the monster inside me i'm in touch with and he's telling me what to do because i know the monster wants to just win at all costs mm. so that's why like if everyone else was like that it would never have been a thought everyone else had to go past something right like bakugo wants sexy soccer sexy but we soccer. still don't know what that means right um i can't remember his name right now but homie who does the long distance kicks he was like if i'm not in my range i can't do shit i can't really dribble like that fake ichigo yes mm-hmm. he's like I, I can't really dribble like that and then he was like nah nah fuck it like i gotta he was the one who was like i gotta do shit i don't normally do like we out here um but his thing is also like around his skills he's like i'm super physical and have the hardest kick like but he does it but because he's he wants to be a superhero he has to do everything right and everything morally right all the time yep so like that's why he was like damn they left without us like i would never have left my teammates hey bachiro is the only one who was like no no we're gonna do whatever it fucking takes because we're on the exact same page yeah but also it's like they it had a they had a good point. It's like, man, you gotta form a, t- uh, mm-hmm. a a a team of three. All oh, these niggas doing this bullshit. Fuck y'all, pussy ass niggas. Sorry, they they're doing the hacker shack shit for for Mitch right now. But, anyways, um, yeah, like for all they knew, they his, his teammates hey, wouldn't have, wouldn't have made made it through. I know. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's a, that's the other part about it. But is they were that, worried about the teammates. They were like, whichever one of Chigiri or Fake Ichigo makes it through first, that's what we're taking. Right. But I'm just saying from a from a general point of view, mm-hmm. is that like my my thought process wouldn't have been okay. The first nigga that go, that comes through, all right, that's who we're gonna pick. It's just like, damn, we the only ones here. Let's move type shit. And that's basically what they did. But that's not what they wanted to do. That's not what they wanted to do. It but that's what they ended up doing anyways. But that's only because Nagi Nagi grew up. Nagi actually said what he wanted to do, and Rayo's not a real friend. Hey, Rayo can be emotional, but Rayo should have sat here and be like, "Damn, he actually said what he wanted to do." He had both. Good for you. He finally fucking started playing and did all these things, and showed initiative. And now that he was like, and, and he even looked at Rayo and said, "We're still gonna be the best strikers in the world. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna stop us. But for me to get better, I need to go here. So for me to find you at the end of this, I need to go here." So that we can do this together, and Rayo was still bitter about that. I fake mean, friend. I ain't gonna lie. That's kind of that, that's kind that's kind of od. That's kind of friend. That's no, kinda, listen. It's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's like you can be upset about it, but like he should also be able to understand that we're not on the same level. That's why we joined together. So if he's looking at me and he never showed any initiative, and he literally said, "Bro, you taught me how to play soccer. I appreciate you, but for me to go to the next level and take us where we want to go." This is what I have to do. I have to learn from someone who can give me something else. Mm-hmm. And then we can come back and we can run tables. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt, but like it's still the right move for the future. Yeah, but that's why I'm confused at the whole fake friend thing. When was there? Rayo was upset about it. Rayo yeah. literally was like, not upset in like, a, oh, I'm sad. He was like, damn, that's how you treat me. All right. But that's the thing. I never considered them to actually have a friendship. Rayo literally was like, you're the reason for my existence. Yes, I think, yeah, he's using So if they him. didn't have a friendship, why was he so upset? Because, damn, I, his plan is not coming to fruition now. It's, it's other he's part throwing a monkey wrench into it. Did you guys think that um, when Chigiri and fucking fake Ichigo... Mm-hmm. Sorry, it just worked really good. Oh. 
um when chigiri and fake ichigo um when they looked at each other say you thinking the same thing let's team up i thought they i thought that was a given and they were gonna look at each other and go let's pick up rayo mm-hmm. because now they don't have a passer right now rayo's a passer so i still think that's who they pick up i mean i think logically that would make sense mm-hmm. Logically, that would make sense. But, yo, I, the team of those three, bro. I also, but what could also happen, and this is, like, on some sneaky shit. What if it wasn't, what if it wasn't them? What if it was the other dude? The dude that Nico? helped. Nah, not him. Uh, Baro, I think is his name. The, the, tall, oh, the striker? The, the, the tall. Yeah, the, King yeah, Baro, yeah, the striker. Mm-hmm. That's who I thought they were going to pick that's up. What you th- that's what you thought? I thought before Nagi came into play, I was like, there's no way he's going to leave Rayo. I thought Baku, like Baru was going to I feel like Rail now in in, ter- in terms of how they've been keeping shit and they kind of have been and haven't been keeping shit obvious I f- mm. I feel like you know they they could switch it up cuz I, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw through uh, some unexpected shit in there You know you know it might be a good thing with that what right What if they do Baro Rayo Nico Okay and Ooh. then, and then they just added like th- all of the the T uh-huh. in the in the. And then now, okay. now it might be fake. Baku goes it's time to play with Chigiri and them. Sexy soccer. Because Baru, Nico, because Baru and Nico don't have teams. Right. And Rayo lost his man's too, so they're all kind of on their own. I'm very interested to see who from Team Z really pulls up because right now it's one two. We got one two four that we see. Honestly, most of the motherfuckers should have made. It. I think the only like it should be the people who have gone through already and fake Bagro. Yes. And um and the the super athletic dude. Yo, when he when they were doing oh that Oh was, the dude that beat that, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, header. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause when they did that shit and they were like, first of all, when they were like, oh, this all out attack, that's literally like a direct line from Haiku. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no matter where we go, we have an offensive option, sort of thing. But he goes, Who's it bouncing to? Oh, a feral motherfucker who will shoot it from anywhere. And I was like, damn, that was kind of rude to call fake Ichigo, but it ends up being him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, but yeah, I think I don't think any of the all-around players make it. And the people they called all-around players are homie who's gonna be a monk, who doesn't want to be a monk, the goalie, and the brown haired dude who played defense who always steals the food. I just feel bad for the goalie because like nigga never got a chance to he, show. He anything. said it. He he said it. He was like, I can't say no when people ask me to do things. He was like, if if people need help, then I'll do it. And they were like, all right, cool. We need to play goalie. All right, well, then then I feel like maybe that's a wild card in itself. Mm. Maybe this nigga is strapped. But at the same time, I don't think so because he described himself as an all-rounder. All the other people were like, we, ha- we know our skill. We know our weapon. Mm-hmm. The three of them are just like, I'm just a good player. We're not here to be good. We're here to be great. This is true. We are here to be strikers. Jack of all trades, master of none. We are here Look to be strikers. Guy. Look at this guy over here, just dropping them left and right. Saying why they pay him the big bucks. But I'm, I am looking forward to what this team of of Isagi, Nagi, and Bachiro can do, because it's clear that the three, like when he was talking to Rayo and they showed his monster, because hmm. it's clear that he has the like I would say the strongest or the biggest monster. Because he's a like they're like yo he he's the genius. Would you consider it to be uh as what they're saying on Twitter now his aura? Yeah, I keep seeing that a lot. Yeah, aura talk and uh, I feel like that's it. Speaking right. of aura, if you notice uh, the color of Asagi's aura changes, and I wonder if yes. it changes based on the skill that he's using. 
Because his goes from like blue to green. Usually it's blue, but I do see the green, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like the and then white. it's the black and white. When it's really when it, when he turns into I'm going to score, it's the black and white. But we see that with uh, Botchera too. Mm-hmm. Botchera's monster is black and white, and then usually the monsters are black yeah. and white. But his aura in general, I think, uh, changes based off the skill, because he's the only one that like when it showed spatial awareness, it was other skills as well. It was spatial awareness, game prediction, being in the right place, mm-hmm. and then it was the volley, mm-hmm. like the direct hit. Am I gonna lie? Yeah. Naji, Isagi, Batra. Real scary hours. This is what this is what Katie, Kyrie, and Harden should have been. This is this is That should have been the big three right there. That should have been the big three. I'm saying I'm actually very interested. Batra is Harden. No, Batra is Kyrie. No. No, Batra. Nagi is Kyrie. Nagi Batra is Harden. Nagi is Kyrie. Isagi is is KD. No, Isagi. Oh. I would think Isagi has to be Harden. Yeah. Point guard. Isagi Isagi is Harden. It's hard, but I botched with passes. So that's why Kyrie. Yeah, damn, it's tough. No, no, no. And Nagi's KD because he's good at everything. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. That's KD true. KD playing some great defense this series. Yeah, well, you know, they need a little bit more from him. But uh, let's see. What else? Would I, oh, I am very interested to see, like, some of these other. Mm. Some of these other. Uh, I, th- I do like the, the, the concept, though. Like, you can pick people from, what do you call it? You're the losing team. And then mm-hmm. at the end of, what is it? You gotta get to five. Yeah, you gotta get to five. So essentially, you could still get, you can still get Ch- Chigiri. Yeah. On your squad, you can still get some of your homies. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I think oh, they're gonna. Oh come on! I Thank think you. if we're gonna sit here and talk about Blue Lock being a great sports anime, yes. they cannot win every time. No, of course I not. Think yes, but this, I agree. But this gives them the 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 leeway to lose because you know you I, that's come, what. And they sat here and they go, "Who can beat us?" I think they're gonna lose. And they're gonna take either Isigiri or Nagi. I, th- I feel like what would be even worse is if they took, uh, took Bachira. If they took Bachira, that's his right uh, hand man. That's his. That's, that's his road dog. It, you know, that's a good idea. Because at the same time, like you can like think about the situation, and because that's like the one, two, and three player. So whatever abilities they have is gonna be something that's completely out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Watch one of them peep. Like, oh wow, you play really well with this guy. I'm gonna take this guy away from you and see how you play the rest of the. I this, think it's gonna year. be more so. Bachira's dribbling is just so fucking insane mm-hmm. that he's gonna and the fact that he like has dyed hair. Yeah, he's gonna be like, you're glam. I want you on our team. <laughs> Right. Yeah, what was Could with the like what was that. with the camera shifts? Like when it would do like the close up because of his he's face. just the um he's just that like he's the the flair character. So it's like, um, you know when they have characters that talk to themselves and sometimes it'll change the camera when they talk to themselves. It's like yeah. that. Ah, okay. So it's just he's the flair character. So Bachira plays with flair. So that's a good that's a good thought that they might take Bachira. But I think I think they're I think they're priming them to lose. Nigga sassy as shit. <laughs> like, nigga said, oh yeah, you're glam. The hell are you talking about, bro? We playing soccer. But man's <laughs> over here just hitting one ball with another ball. It was like, all right, I'm warmed up. And the other plot twist that shows that he's the brother of the dude old boy that thinks he's better than the entire Japanese squad. Yeah. My son said, I'm now, only here to get my passport. Fuck said, this shit. I gotta be better than my brother. Now we have extra motivation. Oh, and he's a midfielder too, which is interesting. I, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just that's another stereotype. Like, they're all stereotypical tropes in that regard. Like, with the character. Aspect. Well, with the brother thing, or yeah, brother revenge story. I'm the little brother who no one cares about. I want to crush my older brother. That is indeed. That is that is that is Naruto right there. I mean, that is Sasuke right there. It's Sasuke. It's fucking Maki. It's Not Maki. Maki. It's the other sister. 
who was like, um, yeah, the one with the gun. Yeah. Who was just like, the one with the gun. Yeah. Like, it, it's, 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 I was about to say, in, on a micro scale, you could even compare it to my hero in the sense of en- Endeav- Endeavor. Endeavor and, and, his, and his father. Yeah. Oh, no, or uh, Endeavor and uh, Shoto. Yeah, Shoto, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Yeah. You could think about it like that. Shit, mm-hmm. honestly, either of the brothers, because they both don't really fuck with him like that. There you go. So, so yeah, I, I, I still, like, I'm intrigued because, like, those sports moments of him, like, of them getting the goal, of them, like, surpassing, of figuring out shit and, like, just busting their ass and being like, oh, like, even from Nagi being like, all right, I'm having fun now. Because, like, it's the difference between just liking a sport and liking to compete. Because, like, obviously when you're competitive, you want to win. Mm-hmm. But if you really like competing and liking the sport that you play, like, if you have a hard-ass game and you lose, you you should be upset that you lost. Because they still sit here and go, that was mad fucking fun. Yo, why low-key think of Nagi as Gara? Like, from when uh, Rock Lee was giving him That's the That's fair, the because he, had, he never really tried. He never tried. He never had to because he had the exactly. sand protection. And, and it's like, oh, pushed. shit, I could be touched. Yeah. And he got pushed. And, all right, all right, y'all niggas on my level, too. All right, this, so this is what defeat looked like. Mm-hmm. Ah, copy, copy, copy. My son Rayo is just a bitter, spoiled rich kid. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, but I, I was fucking with him until that point. Because even when he was like, I don't want shit handed to me. I want to get something that I can earn. And then homie was like, you want to leave me? Even yes. though he was literally like, I need to get better. If I'm going to if I'm gonna make it to the top so I can bring you with me, I need to go here because they beat us. So I need to learn how they beat us and learn from them. Is it more so learn or is he just, he saw that he, he had knows that. will take him to another level. He had that dog. He was like, oh shit, why are y'all trying so hard? Oh shit, you guys got that dog in you? That kind of looks kind of cool. Because you remember, he was like, yo, y'all niggas lame for trying. And then he was like, wait, they're trying. And it looks kind of cool. But he said that the, but remember, the awakening was caused when he noticed that Rayo was like, I'm about to lose. Yeah, yes. When, he, when yeah. that so nigga didn't know why, what to do anymore. I don't, <laughs> think he's, I don't think he's conscious of the monster inside of him. Yeah. Like, Bacher is very conscious of it. Asagi's like starting to figure it so out. Nagi, but Nagi just thinks it's just normal shit. Nagi's just like, it's just me. He lives through the monster because the, the, monster, with the monster. That's why <laughs> he lives. He lives through the monster in everything. The yeah. monster lives through Bachira, and the and the monster and Isagi are kind of like. Eh, you know. <laughs> See, my <laughs> thing is the monster be doing shit, and Isagi is like, I can smell a goal. It's like that's a monster telling you what the fuck is good. Right. Right. Exactly, nigga. Like Nagi doesn't have a concept because they're so in sync mm-hmm. that he's just like this man was saving his fucking phone from dropping. Doing elite soccer nah, was, skills, like he's the monster. <laughs> the monster, him or one, Bachira, It's they're conscious of each other. Isagi's just sort of like he told me I got a monster inside of me. I know things are weird sometimes. Maybe that's what it is. Interesting, interesting. All right, we got anything else? Uh, let me check the old handy dandy notes here. The handy dandy notebook. Nah, that's about it. I did think the AI tech was kind of cool the way they were explaining it, mm-hmm. and also old girl was like, "Hey, so uh, we're out of money." <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, how are y'all out of funding what already? Do you, do you funding? see that facility? Yeah, yeah but I thought well, that was right. already paid for. What do you mean we're? That's how you think pay for it? But how are we just now finding out we're out of funds? We like, we like three weeks into this shit. Because they were talking about all the funds that they used to build the fucking <laughs> training shit, the other levels. Oh man, that shit's hilarious. Oh boy. But yeah, I don't got nothing else. I'm enjoying it so far. Can't wait to see how scary hours. Uh, Works out. Hopefully, they play more than 16 uh, games together. So, uh, yeah. Let's go, Isagi. Let's go, Nagi. Let's go, Batra. That's all I got on that. That's on period. 
All right, if you guys are following along with us, watch done three episodes for next week. So 13, 14, and 15. And uh, we will catch you next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins.